This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features on the site for free. So uh, the main feature, by the way, of the site allows you, the listener, to control the content of the site. And when you look at the main column at freetalklive.com, everything that you see there was created by one of our listeners like you. So when uh, you are on the web, you're surfing about, you find something that you think is, uh, is pretty great and you want to share it with our audience or maybe it's pretty terrible and you want to share it. From a different perspective, uh, you take the link, you put it into our site, uh, you put it into our submit show prep form, and then it shows up on the site. Other listeners can then vote on it, whether they like or dislike it, and the most liked will make it to the front page of the website right there at the top of the page, if it's the most popular, within a certain period of time. And that means we're more likely to see it and more likely to discuss it. However, there's no guarantee that we'll talk about it, but nonetheless, uh, it helps, and it helps get the word out about what you think is pretty cool. So head over to freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Sean. And Mark. All right. So uh, 800-259-9231 is the number. You can, as always, bring up anything you want. I want to start things out here with, uh, with what is not an email, but is very very good post uh, from the uh, from one of our uh, comments sections over at Freekeen. It's a it's a post that is directed toward Free Talk Live. A young lady has posted, and she's got a bunch of different issues that she wants to kind of touch on here. Uh, she's been listening to the show. Julia writes this, uh, and she's writing in response to a video um, that I posted from the guys over at Liberty on Tour. Now we've been talking with Pete. And Adam from LibertyOnTour.com, they are driving across the country. Uh, They're spending 13 weeks on the road, going to 13 different cities, spending about four or five days in each city, and then heading on to the next one, where they're they're plugging into the liberty activism scene there. They're um, they're meeting people. They're they're hanging out. They're doing activism uh, with the the liberty folks that live in that area. They're videotaping a lot of it, and they're putting it on their website at LibertyOnTour.com. So there have been some some good videos so far. In fact, uh, my favorites have been the Uncle Sam videos, and I've really enjoyed those quite a bit. If you haven't seen them, uh, I think they're quite worth a watch. And you can see them, of course, over at LibertyOnTour.com. But they're they're also covering other things. They've been following uh, some Fiji activism, doing some fully informed jury association stuff while they've been on the road. Also uh, handing out flyers. They handed out some flyers for uh, LRN.FM and Freekeen.com. Because I'm sponsor, I'm one of the sponsors of the, or those organizations uh, through me are one of the sponsors of Liberty on Tour. So those are some of the things they've done. But one of the more recent videos uh, was when they were in St. Louis, and St. Louis is the the birthplace of a restaurant called Panera. Now you've probably heard of Panera if you live in any kind of urbanized area. If you live out in the woods, probably not. But Panera is one of the most, I would say fastest growing successful uh chains of restaurants uh, out there yeah, it's, it's hard to call it fast food because it really doesn't fall into that category the food's made to order it's pretty fast though right? Yeah, they, right so it's 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 quick sit down dining i'm sure they have a term for it that that, that they use it's you know it's a little more up upper crust i suppose oh yeah it's, it's they, they're serving asiago cheese bagels and yeah. uh and and paninis and things like that good food it's it's good stuff uh Anyway, they started as a, a different 
uh, named store. It's called the St. Louis Bread Company. Yeah, that's not going to go fly anywhere uh, but for St. Louis, right? Correct. And Unless you're selling steak, I think. So I don't think you can actually find a Panera in St. Louis. Um, but anyway, that's a little bit of history for you. So the St. Louis Bread Company still exists in St. Louis, and they've they've started this unique experiment that is unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, it's basically a restaurant that operates on donations, and you. The, so Pete and Adam went there with their video camera, and they kind of checked this place out. They'd heard about it, and they uh, they wanted to see what w- was really the deal. And basically, you walk in. There's a greeter who kind of asks you, well, have you ever been here before? And if not, she kind of gives you the the rundown as to what to expect. Um, You go up. It's Panera. They've got their menu. I don't know if it's a full menu, but they ordered one of the sandwiches I'd heard of before. So uh, they you go up, you order whatever it is you're you're wanting, and they say your suggested donation is X. So whatever it is you ordered, they come up with the, the total for what the suggested amount is. You don't have to pay that amount. Or you can pay more, right? So you can pay the amount, you can pay more, you can pay nothing, or whatever. Whatever it is you think the uh, the price of the meal should be is what you pay. Knowing, of course, that uh, this is a, a charitable place, right? The money is all going to, uh, it's being reinvested into paying the staff, and the rest of it's going to buy food for hungry people. So, so this is a not-for-profit situation. I believe that's the case. Okay, yeah. And so you walk in, you order the food. They tell you what the what the suggested donation is, and then you decide. And this place is a success. You know, they they are making this work. Now they're selling the day-old stuff, right? They're selling, uh, you know, they get the hand-me-downs from the other uh, St. Louis bread companies that are for-profit uh, in the area, but I don't think they can do that with meat and things like that, right? So they're they're putting those together fresh. <laughs> day-old day bread is no worse than fresh bread most of the time. Yeah, so. sure, sure. And in a lot of cases, uh, like the local Panera here in Keene donates its old bread to uh, the the food, uh, the food ki- the kitchen, the community kitchen here in the area. So it's certainly not uncommon for for food like that to continue on into other people's hands after it's uh, been around for a day. But it's just you know it's fascinating, right? That uh, the, the suggestion uh, all the time, uh, especially by the I would imagine the uh, the psychograph that chooses to eat at Panera is that the world is full of bad people, and that therefore there needs to be a government around in order to, to control the bad people. Well, in order to make sure that the the hungry get fed and that the old people get taken care of because if it weren't for this uh, one-size-fits-all government bureaucracy, this violent monopoly, then old people would be dying in the streets, uh, homeless children would be starving to death, etc., etc. Right? Whenever you whenever you bring up the idea of, well, let's get rid of the government and let the charities handle uh, taking care of people, mm-hmm. well, my God, we can't do that! Yeah, that's the first response I always hear. Yeah. And the, this example by the St. Louis Bread Company shows that it's 
poppycock. It's nonsense. You know, people this, can t- take care of each other. In this world where, you know, people go in and buy a, a cup of coffee for $3.50. It's a fancy cup of coffee, uh, but it's a, a cup of coffee nonetheless. And then they drop that, uh, you know, $1.50 from that five into the cup to the person who made it. It makes absolutely perfect sense to me that somebody would, that this, this model could absolutely work. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know that you could run every business this way. I don't know. But if you can run this one this way. Yeah, it's a proof of concept, right? And it's the only one in America, this store. So if you go to libertyontour.com, you can see this in action. Um, and it's it's wonderful. People come in and regularly uh, contribute more than the cost of what it costs to eat a Panera. And Panera's not cheap, right? I mean, you're looking at six, seven bucks for a sandwich. You're going to pay that at just about any place. Sure, that that's true, but if I look at those prices and I think, whew, that's a lot of money. <laughs> you know, it's not like diner food or or something like but that. But <laughs> you, you're going to generally, once you start throwing in the soda and tax and all that other stuff, you're you're going to pay that at a diner anyway. I mean, six or seven dollars a sandwich isn't any big deal. Okay, well, whatever. When I look at it, I think it's expensive. Okay. okay? So, uh, but people look at that and they say, wow, okay, I'll I'll give them ten instead of six or seven or or whatever. They, they arbitrarily choose. And who knows what kind of generosity they see. The cashier was talking about how amazing it is to work at this place where you get to see acts of generosity every day. Yeah, right. Just stand, standing right there. Right. Uh, so th- th- that video has sparked a, a comment that has uh, that reaches a little bit further than just this one issue. And I wanted to share that comment here because it, it uh, mentions listening to us talk on Free Talk Live. And so we'll uh, we'll get to that here in a moment. Visit our friends over at LibertyOnTour.com. It's one of their more recent videos if you want to take a look at this. It's pretty neat. More coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. We've got listening options, live streams, round the clock. You can hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Uh, also, you can listen via your phone. Uh, any phone that can dial long distance, you can call into our listen lines and listen that way as well if you don't happen to be near, uh, say, an internet connection. So uh, head on over to listen.freetalklive.com. Get your liberty message to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. Do it from the back of your car with LibertyStickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings. I, I, I challenge you to go read them. <laughs> They're very clever. And uh, I don't think you can get them all in, in one evening. You can check them out and let your voice be heard at LibertyStickers.com. Also, LibertyStickers.com's uh, sort of other company, I don't know if it's a parent company, brother company, sibling company, is uh, TheBumperSticker.com. And they will make bumper stickers for your company and do it at a price that is extraordinarily 
reasonable. It's libertystickers.com, and there's a link there to thebumpersticker.com. All right, so we started the show out tonight talking about a video that's been posted over at libertyontour.com. Pete and Adam have been traveling around the country, uh, checking out the Liberty scene in 13 different cities. They may be heading to a city near you. You can take a look at their itinerary uh, over at libertyontour.com. They've been posting videos of their experiences. And one of the things they did recently was they went into the St. Louis Bread Company, which is also known as Panera. Uh, but in St. Louis, it's called the St. Louis Bread Company. They went to their store, which is this neat proof of concept about uh, essentially how generous people are. That they set up this store that allows people to come in and donate uh, or not to uh, to purchase a meal. So you can walk in and you can get a meal for free if you're having a hard time. Or if you're having good times, you can pay twice as much and sponsor a meal for somebody else. That kind of thing. Uh, and it works. People go in and they, they show their generosity every single day, despite being taxed to death, despite all these government programs and the welfare and the, you know, the food stamps and all this stuff that the government has to supposedly help people. This restaurant that operates solely off of donations is able to operate uh, day in and day out. And it's a, it's an amazing experiment. I highly recommend people go and take a look at it. But I took that uh, video, and I've been posting a lot of the Liberty on Tour stuff over at freekeen.com to get them some extra exposure. Um, and I posted it there, and I, I put uh, this comment on it. I said, Liberty on Tour investigates the St. Louis Bread Company's awesome experiment in charity. Guess what? Turns out people really do care about each other, and that we don't need a violent, uh, violent monopoly to help, excuse me, to facilitate helping the poor. And I got this comment in response uh, from Julia. And she writes, she quotes my comment about uh, helping the poor, violent monopoly, etc. She says, while I completely agree with that statement, I would like to know if the kind of system that the free keen and free state activists are working towards would promote this kind of altruism and solidarity. Uh, I'm not trying to troll anyone here. I saw Ridley's latest video at RidleyReport.com where the Free Talk Live hosts mentioned the anti-liberty trolls on the Free Keen blog. Uh, just as, as, as an aside, uh, Dave Ridley has been doing some, I guess, video versions of Free Talk Live recently. He's taken segments of the show and he's put it to pictures and put it to video clips. It's kind of a neat thing that he's doing. Um, so she was watching that and she heard us talking about our, you know, Free Keen and the comments there and I don't think that people that are anti-liberty on the comments are inherently trolls. I think that there are trolls who are anti-liberty, and I think there are trolls who are pro-liberty on the free keen comments zone. Right. There's trolls, not trolls. There's people that are land, uh, liberty or anti-liberty, and those, those aren't the same thing necessarily. Right. So Julia says, I would just like to sound off on this subject. I agree that human beings are naturally altruistic. Hey, that's pretty good. That's a good place to start because a lot of people that – you know, want the government around to take care of charitable things. Believe uh, that people are stupid and yeah, mean. That's right. And selfish and that they, you know, they wouldn't give to charity. And so good place to start. I got to wonder where those people are coming from or, or who, <coughs> excuse me, or who those people are interacting with because everyone I interact with seems pretty altruistic and generous and kind anyway. Maybe they're interacting with government bureaucrats. I, I don't know. That's I think it's question. a meme, is what I think. I think that, uh, you know, there's there's just sort of this meme from way back where, uh, you know, people that are wealthy and in power, and those things have always gone together, mm-hmm. and as long as there's power, those things will go together, um, you know, have been that way, and that's what people see of those who are doing well. Now, with the... Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, with the, with the rise of the middle class and people even moving farther into the, you know, the upper classes um, through 
well, you know, this this thing that's closer to the free market than uh, than the world has seen in in many cases. You know, people they the, the meme continues. You know. So she goes on, we wouldn't have been able to survive as a species if we only acted out of self-interest. But the issue I want to address is the kind of social and economic system that the liberty movements in New Hampshire want to create. Since so much of our views and behaviors are influenced by our material conditions and the kind of system we're subjected to. For example, if we build a system based on solidarity by building institutions that are participatory, democratic where people have the most say in the issues that most affect them, and non-hierarchical, meaning no bosses or landlords. We could succeed in creating a much more ethical and altruistic culture and a much better living standard. Really, have you ever participated in a college dorm? What do you mean by that? Have you ever been in a college dorm? Me no. Uh, I mean, you know, this is this is a democratic and uh, non-hierarchical situation. And well, there's a an RA typically in a college dorm. And the, the and, and residence assistant don't have a heck of a lot of power. Okay, I mean there you have the the inmates running the asylum, and at least in the college dorms I've seen, I don't see that it, that's it's necessarily true to say that uh, people working together in systems are somehow going to necessarily make something good that works. And I, I think that it could, and I think it all depends on how voluntary that system is. Mm. So if you've got a system, say you're running a restaurant or a, a hotel or a college dorm or whatever, and I can say, holy crap, these people around here are a bunch of morons and they're dirty to boot. I am leaving and I'm going to do my own thing. Well, that's fine. As long as I don't have to pay for it once I leave and as long as I don't have to participate once, you know, I'm not forced yeah. to participate. Then you'll have something when people are able to do it on a voluntary basis. And that's what I think most people around here sort of, agree, you know, in the, uh, the liberty movements believe. Absolutely. Uh, the idea is that you should be able to create whatever you want and get whoever you want involved in it as long as they want to be involved in it. Uh, set up the organization in the way that you think is best. I mean, for instance, Free Talk Live is uh, particularly non-hierarchical. Uh, we don't have – yeah, it's my show and I kind of am in charge of it, but there aren't levels of hierarchy, right? There aren't uh, managements and uh, senior managements and all of that. I, I don't want to have a structure uh, that's like that and I think that – I think that that's kind of a, a structure that is a little bit inefficient. I mean, if you've ever worked in a corporate bureaucracy, for instance, it's not as bad as working for the government. But, man, I used to work for Clear Channel, and there were some real communications breakdowns and problems with the, the structure of things there. Right. And, you know, in the, in the case of uh, Free Talk Live, you decided, I can't do all this on my own. You've taken you've signed off authority in certain areas to other people for, you know, whatever agreements that uh, you have with, uh, with each one of those people. And, and so there isn't this, you know, run it by everybody trying to get a, you know, there's a, a, month, a, a weekly meeting or something like that yeah, where nothing that. gets done. None of that none crap. Of that. Uh, so we're going to continue, though, because she gets into money here and <laughs> how she feels about that. Yeah. And that's a big one. 800-259-9231. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, 
Let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. Uh, Inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. We've got a webcam, and you can go and watch and listen to the show there. Uh, You can enjoy that free, uh, just like all the other features on our website. In fact, uh, the webcam actually has a chat room built into the same page, so not only do you get to watch... But you can also uh, you can also interact with our listeners. Head over to cam.freetalklive.com to enjoy that. Uh, and cam.freetalklive.com is brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers and up to 99% off of list price. They uh, uh, they also have uh, great prices and service on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, so 800-259-9231. We're sharing a post that was uh, made as a comment over at the FreeKeen blog, and it's directed specifically at Free Talk Live uh, because she heard us talking on a Ridley video that uh, is available over at RidleyReport.com. He's been doing some video versions of Free Talk Live where he takes video clips and photos and things like that and and puts them to our show, which is a pretty cool thing. So she was watching that, and uh, she's commenting in relation to, she's wondering what the Liberty Movement wants. What is it that uh, the movement is looking to do? And I think it's hard to really answer that question. I think that you can make general statements about how the people in the Liberty Movement want more freedom and that they want less government. Some of them want a lot less government than others. Lower uh, taxes, no yeah, taxes. Uh, or no government at all, for instance, in the case of uh, myself, perhaps, or Sean. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, it, you know, you can, there's no one overarching philosophy necessarily because people are different. Um, but I think generally folks would agree with the idea that everybody should be able to do whatever it is they want so long as they aren't harming anybody else. Uh, the, the, the free marketplace encourages people to experiment, to organize things differently, to compete uh, with one another. And it's a friendly, you know, in the case of charity, that's kind of a friendly competition. Um, but so what she's getting at here is what she thinks should happen. She's, she's saying that, uh, that, that institutions, as she calls them, should be participatory and democratic and not— What does participatory mean? That people should participate in them? Uh, yeah, That's, I mean, a participatory d- democracy is something that that everybody participates in. And what does that mean? Everyone should participate. Well, in right. It and this is this is well. It, it what it is is it's heaven. You understand? The idea is is everybody will. I'm going to create a system that everybody will want to participate in. And really, the answer to that is no. You're not. You're not going to create a system that everybody's going to want to participate in. Well, she's not here to answer the question, right? So we're not sure because she does say institutions. So she's not talking about an entire system, right? She's talking about different systems, or it, it's hard to say. We're going to only have to go on what she's written here, right? Uh, so. So she says, we could succeed in creating a much more ethical and altruistic culture and a much better living standard. I agree with that statement. I agree with that statement because in the free marketplace, and please don't be confused, this is not a free market. It was not a free market last year. It was not a free market 10 years ago. It has not been a free market, I don't think, ever. 
Well, there's um, probably a free market at the point when, um, you know, like one guy was tra- trading berries for a piece of flint. You understand? Oh, I, see, I see what you're saying. Well, yeah. As long as there's nobody in the marketplace who's using force on another person, on another sure. entity, then, uh, then you have a free market. And we, in our lifetimes, have not experienced this. So I want to make sure that we're clear on that because sometimes the free market term gets bastardized and confused. But yeah, in a free marketplace, it's ethical because you're not using force on people. You might have the best idea in the world, but if you can't convince people to participate, as you were suggesting, Julia, if you can't convince people uh, to support your idea on a voluntary basis, sorry. Somebody else is going to get you know get that participation, right? And that. when you try to convince people not to use force, then you're talking about an entirely different scenario. So if, you know if there are people that make their living, and there are, by inserting themselves in the uh, in the exchange. So if I decide that I want to sell food in the uh, town of of uh, Keene in New Hampshire, you're going to need a license for that. I need a license. Somebody somebody wants money for a license. Somebody wants money for a, ta- a tax. Somebody wants all kinds of things along the way um, i've got to have this you've got to have this particular type of hood in order to cook this and you know they've got all kinds of rules so the guy that makes the hoods he he's in on it the guy who uh you know sells the occupational licenses he's in on it the uh, the cops they're in on it because they enforce these rules everybody's in on it so to the point actually that you're probably only taking in half the dollars that you actually get and the other half are going out in, in these taxes so when you say you know what no i don't want to participate in that and I want you people to stop bothering me. Well, of course they don't want to. That's like telling the gangster comes in and says, hey, I got to protect your business here or though something terrible is going to happen. It's like telling him, no, thank you, sir. I don't want any of your services. I can t- handle it just fine myself. Oh, looks yep. like you had an accident. Huh? <laughs> like that's what that guy does. And that's what these people are. They they're nicer about it. Sure. They because are. they they don't have to they don't have to bring the threat right out on Front Street. They, they've, they've been doing it for so long that they don't have to. Yeah, people know what will and, happen. And they've got this moral imperative, which is, well, if you don't pay these things, then we wouldn't have roads for your customers to get there. Really? You don't think we would have been able to pave the ground without the government? Come on. Um, so th- that's the idea that, it, that is, this is somehow voluntary is uh, fallacious. Yeah, it's a, it's a fan. The social contract fantasy, mm-hmm. for instance. So she goes on. This system, she says, would most likely mean the abolition of money. Uh, I got to disagree there. Yeah, you're never going to ab- abolish <laughs> money. Money is a representation of wealth or or capital. Right. I mean, it, and this kind of gives you an idea for sure. I knew I I could hear it from was, the very right? beginning. Right. Julia thinks, confused. thinks that you can the workers are going to be able to take over the apparatus of force, and the workers are going to be able to agree how to apply that apparatus of force, and they will finally rule themselves. This is... They do rule themselves. Well... Each individual rules their own life, right? I suppose they rule their own life, but the idea that they will agree on how to do things... Mm. I mean, this is more of this heaven concept. The fact is, uh, I don't think you can... I don't even... First off, you can, could you you've never had money? power without money. There's never been power without money. Power always connects itself with money because people with power want the money. People with money want the power. So if you've got an apparatus of power, which is what the workers would have in this uh, workers' paradise, then 
the money won't be far behind. So the workers who get in charge, who actually are in charge, because it's always that way, um, with the, that are democratically elected to be in charge, they will then get in with the people with the money. Just take a look at the government. And I don't think I would make the argument, um, and I mean, somebody might be able to make it, make another one, but I don't think that there's even been a noticeable uh, uh, exchange of power that workers have ever, that the, the low, lower classes have ever actually had any, con- any more control of government than they have now, which is nearly none. The only thing they really have is the power of revolution. Well, you're simply not going to get rid of money because of what money is. Money is not the green pieces of paper most people carry around in their wallets, and it's not gold, and it's not silver. It's just a medium of exchange. If you've got a bunch of cavemen sitting around and they do all their trade in stone knives, well, those stone knives are money. But money is is not going anywhere. It's not any particular substance. The Phoenicians traded in uh, seashells. Why? Because they wanted the purple dye out of them. Um, The (laughs) gold and silver have been money for a very long time. Why? Because people want to adorn themselves in it. Look at me. I'm not wearing gold and silver. It's not my thing. But I do understand that enough people are interested in gold and silver that I can use it as a medium of exchange. And over time, uh, people found other means uh, or uses for gold and silver in electronic products, for Mm. instance, and whatever else, different things that are being uh, manufactured. But so basically you're saying that uh, that money exists because, well, people demand a way to interact with one another, for for instance. Sure. uh, If you're living, if you've got communes or something where all the workers are are doing well together and they the one commune makes seven grain whole, 11 grain whole wheat bread and the other other commune raises chickens. Yeah, I suppose there might be an exchange, but not if the other people are. What if you've uh, got enough eggs and enough chickens? Right. Well, not not if the other guys are vegetarians. They don't want those chickens. Right. So but what if they want the grain? How do you do? How do you deal with that? Uh, You've got to have something that's mutually uh, valuable between the the two. Uh, More coming up here. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Uh, enjoy all the features there for free. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We will take that money in and reinvest it into the program, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over uh, to amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options and you'll get perks like the Amp Only call-in lines, the Amp Only forum and podcast and more. Uh, the podcast, by the way, is uh, missing the commercials that you normally hear in the regular listener podcast. So it's one of those perks that you get just for being an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, so thank you in advance for doing that. In fact, uh, we're probably going to be doing the – I think, Mark, you and I agreed today that we're going to go out to the West Coast Radio Convention. It's been a while. Uh, since we've been out there, uh, and it's your, your amp dollars that send us to these places. 
and uh, I don't want to get on an airplane. Right, I feel the same way. You know, it's not that you guys don't want to get on airplanes. You don't want to go through the TSA. Thank you. You're right about that. That much is true. Um, If it wasn't for the the TSA, then uh, then it wouldn't be as big of a deal. I think that I I find scared to fly. I just don't like the the gangsters. Yeah. Where's FTL one? (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 I don't think the amps want to pay for that. <laughs> I don't think the amplifiers are uh, prepared for that. At least we're not prepared to spend the amplifier money on that. Uh, we have better locations in order to uh, better places to to, to do, spend the money. What does a private flight like that cost, though? I mean, is you it could, like thousands of dollars. It would be thousands of dollars. But there's these. They do have sort of uh, private airplanes that you can rent time on. And if you have six or eight people that's going from one location Makes to it another, it. it really would make it worth it as far as like flying business class or something like that. It'd be great. I mean, I'd like to fly out of Keene Airport if possible. That'd be awesome. But yeah, uh, I don't know. If no. I, I, I would it's suspect it could handle budget. a jet. I'm not 100% sure. But, um, you know, if, if we had a few more people going, it might make some sense. Yeah. But Bring at this whole point, crew or something it'd probably like be $10,000 flight. And <laughs> that's just, you know, that's, that would not be responsible of me. And I, I, need, to be responsible. Is, no. I need to be responsible with the uh, the money that I've been uh, graciously given by these uh, these folks. So speaking of giving money, by the way, amp.freetalklive.com. Speaking of uh, giving money and charity and things like that, uh, we're, we're reading a comment here from the, the Free Keen blog from Julia. And she's a bit of a, I don't know, communist? Is it fair to call Julia a communist? It's, 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 the, sounds, feeling, it's the feeling that I get. It sounds a little bit like that uh, to me. And Mark, you want to share something about Anti-War Radio? Yeah, Anti-War Radio is your source for anti-war news and views for more than 15 years. They're having their quarterly pledge drive, and you can strike a blow against the empire and give to antiwar.com. Uh, you just go to antiwar.com slash donate. Uh, they got a telephone number there right on the page that you can use if if you would prefer not to do it on the website, although the website makes it darned easy. Antiwar.com slash donate. And uh, Jason Osborne uh, agrees with this. That's why he donated his time to antiwar.com slash donate. All right. So uh, she's talking about money, and uh, she, she's suggesting here that she believes that a more ethical and altruistic culture and better living standard would happen in her uh, with her ideas specifically regarding the uh, the abo- the abolition of money. Right, and I I I guess there's there's definitions of money, and if she uses a certain definition of money, I agree with her. If what she's talking about is a fiat currency designed in order to rob people that uh, that are uh, you know frugal and wise with their money and give it to rich bankers and businessmen and uh, uh, you know insurance companies and whomever do this corporate welfare, then I agree entirely with what she's saying. If, however, she means money as a medium of exchange that can be hoarded and uh, you know that 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 one can uh, you know keep, then. No, then it doesn't. Then that doesn't make any sense. The the reason that money's good is that even hoarding of it is good. Is that the people that do hoard it can then loan it to people who have great ideas, well, so that they can open businesses. It, you're not loaning it by definition. You you're not. Well, if you're hoarding it, you're also lowering the supply, which causes deflation, lowers the prices, which helps everyone out. Interesting observation. So uh, yeah, just to make it clear, Mark, you're talking about real money being good. The money that we currently have, the, the greenbacks that are in uh, your billfold, for instance, are that's bad stuff. Uh, so we agree that that money should go away and should be replaced by whatever the market decides it should be replaced by. Maybe it be gold and silver. Maybe it be something completely different. I've seen several interesting ideas. Gold and silver, of course. Um, and there's they've stood one. the test of time. Yeah, they've stood the test of time. There's a new one I've seen called uh, Bitcoin, which is a electronic 
CPU usage trade of some variety. I don't. Yeah, understand someone put all the that in front of me the other day, and I found it initially confusing. And I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a big hump that these uh, new currencies have to get over. Is is people accepting and uh, and adopting them? But nonetheless, let's move on with her email here because the whole idea of abolishing money. I guess the suggestion is that the workers or whoever, the democratic uh, participants, the participatory democratic system would somehow uh, democratically decide to, all right, we are done with money. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> How you does know, that actually happen? Right. It's, it, it doesn't make any sense. And uh, th- th- this is this is one of the reasons why commies, when they've called the show, have we keep them on. We let them talk, but they just don't have ideas that hold water. Yes. When you talk to each other, your ideas hold water. When you get out right here on open phones, you don't. I challenge you. Mm-hmm. Open your own communist talk radio show and watch your theories get big old 12 gauge size holes shot well, all in them you'd have to have a talk radio show that actually allows open phones too because there are plenty of shows with uh, ludicrous theories and, and viewpoints that are very very strict on their phone screening yeah. to make sure Indeed, that no that's one how, with any significant challenge can get through. that's how so many of them uh, operate uh, conservative and lefty uh, uh, you know alike i'm going to take a break from this uh, there's a little bit more here uh, but i'm going to take a break from her uh, her post and go to the phones and the fun here let's talk to corby in texas corby you're on free talk live Hey, I think I found a new revenue stream so you can get the FTL1 you were talking about. <laughs> let's what's let's hear it. Can you hear me? Yeah, what's that? Okay. Well, um, I just wanted to say that you guys are really good in the, uh, the marriage. You found, uh, I think his name was Takasi, or maybe I'm saying it wrong. What yeah, we've got a potential oh. uh, potential marriage uh, for, for Takeshi, yeah, who's called I'm in. I'm jealous, because I've been listening for you know about a year, year and a half now, and he calls up in one day, and he gets a wife in like 24 hours. And, well, I don't so know. I just want to know how do you... Well, I realize it's a potential <laughs> a person of interest, you know. Well, you've got one of those silly accents, but it's by no means, uh, you know, almost, uh, you know, uh, diff- almost impossible to understand. It's not. It's, it's certainly not. Yeah, you need oh, yeah, to work he's very on intelligent. That. You can tell by by talking to him. You can tell he's very, you know, smart. But well, so what you're saying is anyway. we need to be hooking people up here on the air that we should uh, start. Yeah, you got being... the shrine of female listeners have like a, you know, like a, you know, a little. One dollar, you can send a message. I have a feeling know. that if our Shrine of Female listeners allowed uh, women to be contacted by the people that view the Shrine, we would have less participation. Fewer, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe if they got a cut of the money, they might be, you know, part of it. So you got to think of it as a... Tell you what, Corby, you, you put that together yeah. and uh, yeah, right. and you make your, You make your own libertarian matchup site. There I'd, is one out there. Right, but they don't want to advertise. I can yeah. tell you that. What's it <laughs> yeah. called? I think it was Libertarian Dating. I'm not yeah, positive on like that. Libertarian Matchmaker. Uh, the, it's, it's been a while. Full of men. Okay. I don't I know. You found him somebody so fast. But it was, he was an interesting caller, though. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Corby, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. I'd, it'd be interesting to look into that site, see if they're still around, if they're having any success. Uh, let's continue, though, and talk to Ken in New Hampshire. Ken, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello there. And Ken's gone. All right, so 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ken had some critique. I was hoping we could get him in there. Maybe he'll call back. All right, so in meantime... He shouldn't wait very long, did he? Uh, not that long. Let's go to uh, back to Julia's uh, post here. So she's talking about her ideal uh, society, 
and suggesting that money needs to go away. And I agree that the fiat money needs to go away. But the idea that you'd be able to get rid of a medium of exchange between people is is just ludicrous. She says the market replaced with a now this is her idea here of what she wants to see replaced with a gift economy based on people's needs Instead of trying to sell them useless crap. Now, part of that statement I agree with. I think there's uh, the idea of uh, this consumerist culture is it's a little too much, I think, in some cases. There really is a bunch of crap out there, and people have been trained uh, to believe that they need it, and they need it now, and they need it uh, on credit. Not just that, though. The the fact is that the money that she doesn't like is is designed that people have to spend it because it becomes less valuable over time. The fiat money. The fiat currency money that she's talking about so the um it, people aren't just advertised to because this is where it all gets laid upon the, uh, the 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 shoulders of the advertising executives of the world people like me that sell ads you people are terrible remember my family we grow our own vegetables we we uh, buy raw we, milk we buy raw milk uh, i mean we're we're as uh, earthy as you can get these days but um you know it's it's the advertising people's fault no no it's the central bankers I want to get a little uh, deeper into that here in a bit at 800-259-9231. Also, take your calls about what you want. Dial in toll-free. 1-800-259-9231. Coming up, hour number two. Your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Live, and we are launching into the second hour of the program. You take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll free at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free uh, on the site, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, one of those features, by the way, is our news updates. You can get signed up and you'll be kept in the loop whenever there's something that uh, you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll know it first. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can get emailed updates. It's the best way to uh, follow everything. Of course, there's also Twitter and Facebook, two al- alternative options for you, and they're all free at news.freetalklive.com. We're going to get back to uh, the email from the communist-sounding young lady here in a little bit. Uh, but first... We go to the phones and the fun. Tim is in New Hampshire. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sean, and Mark. Hey, man. How's it going? Tim, going great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I just got a 
let you know, let me give you a quick background on, on me so that you know where I'm coming from. All right. Uh, I, uh, I grew up here, uh, went to school here, uh, to some, some college studies here. And where's Keen here? has been Keen is okay. Keen, New Hampshire. Keen. Okay. Keen has been home to me forever. Um, when you grow up out in the brush, uh, which is like a half an hour away from here, and you're in the middle of Peter, Peterborough and Keene, uh, Keene had much more to offer. So Keene has always been uh, developmental to me. Mm-hmm. And never before have I seen uh, such disgrace to the city of Keene as I've seen in the last two and a half to three years. So people such as yourselves posing as morons with placards in, in the center of our common. There's right in the center of our of our of our city. This is I don't I don't want to see it. Go home. So Tim, Tim, Tim before you go on, every, hold on a minute. I'm not done yet. Well, uh, yeah, well it's, it's, a Tim, Tim, it's a conversation. Tim, you, wait, everyone, you Tim, want Tim, it's a conversation. It isn't an opportunity to stand up on a, uh, on a soapbox. So I want to I want to have a conversation with you. So first wait. off, when you say you people, I, I we need to be clear. You've never seen me downtown with a placard. All right. I don't well, I participate. Seen, I don't even know what you, you have no idea what I look like. I know what you. I don't know what you look like. I, right. I, you could be there. But okay, so now I'm a liar. I'm telling you, dude. You haven't seen me downtown with a placard. Well, Do, who are your friends who are who are down there? Now it's my friends. Doing, doing See, you're you're, you're doing this group think, Tim. And I could say you people who are natives of Keens, Keens suck. You haven't been very welcoming. I mean, I could say this, but it's not true. Some people have, some people haven't. So you don't know who the free staters are. Do you understand that? Um, there are dozens and dozens of people who have moved here for the Free State Project. You see some of them downtown who are habitual. What's that? Exactly. Right. So that's what I'm getting at. Right. I just I just want to make it clear. Uh, I, I, I listened to a program just a short time ago, uh, the week before last, and this individual indicated, he, uh, and I thought, I mean, y'all, you guys, some of you sound alike on the, on the radio. Yeah. He indicated that, oh, New Hampshire is a state to come to. L- let's do this. Oh, yeah. L- let's, you know, well, we don't have to break the laws, but we don't need laws. And, and it's like, wait a minute, what? why are you coming to Keene? Why are you coming to New Hampshire? Why are you coming to Keene? Well, and I know that there's probably... Hey, we're a small a small region of twenty three thousand five hundred people without the college kids. Why do you have to come and mess with us? No one's messing with you, Tim. Um, yeah, t- Tim. It's a you know it's the the way that the system's created is that we as Americans can move around wherever we want as long as we stay within the states. We the uh, people of the Free State Project have decided that we're sick and tired of the government the way it is, and we have decided that we are going to move uh, to one place in order to affect change in whatever way it is that each individual wants to go about doing right we I don't would like agree to, on that i would like to point out tim that your governor of your state welcomed the free state project uh, to the state he said welcome do you understand uh, that lynch can go to hell I it wasn't lynch it was actually benson uh this was prior to that but do you understand how but you're saying we in keen say go home but it's not we in keen it's like you in keen that it's say go some home. of you um, not everybody actually, Actually, I talk to a lot of people every day. Sure you do. Me too. And I I can tell you, the majority of of the citizens of King, New Hampshire, would like you not to to do anything like smoke pot or drink beers at at, at, at these. Tim, now let me see if I can clarify here, because, I mean, Mark is saying he wasn't there, but I've been there and I've done those things. Um, Let me see if I can clarify with you. 
Now, is it you mentioned the placards? Do the uh, the anti-war protesters that are there every Saturday Absolutely. morning offend they, you? They can go home as well. I Thank see. You. So you just don't. So it's like, placards. You it's, just don't it's like people activism. that protest. Yeah, <laughs> they're just no, annoying. You know, what? I like a consistency. I don't want. Well, they're change. consistent. They're there every every Saturday morning uh, doing an anti-war protest. Yeah, they've been they've been there since you were born, Tim. I thought I thought this was a conversation. Right. I you said you like you like consistency. You... I don't want to see anything in the common but flowers and people hanging out with their children. Oh. That's what I want to see. Here's the problem. And if you folks are there during the pumpkin festivals, I mean, and, and the other gatherings that we have, that would just be not. Not, not Tim, I agree, Tim. It is inappropriate to be there on, uh, during Pumpkin Festival, and there's been a great deal of uh, of argument over that within people who are, you know, uh, of the Free State Project and things like that. I agree. So, uh, so Tim, the problem with uh, what you're saying here is that that's public property, and what you're indicating is what is called the tragedy of the commons. Are you familiar with that? No, it's beyond public property. That that's that is pristine property. In oh, the it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful. That, that's what it is. It's sure. pristine. Yeah, it's absolutely pristine. Actually, means untouched. It it should be untouchable. But untouched, nobody should be there. If it was actually pristine, it'd be full of weeds and trees. Honk, honk! If you if you if you uh, offend the war, I mean, come on, give me a break. This is the center of Keene. This is where I I was raised. But it's the most visible. Would you want want me to? And I know you don't. You don't live in Keene. Would you want me to come to your hometown of what Pittsfield, New Hampshire? No, 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 I I live in Keene. Let me me just say, for example, you might have a little common of. uh, Well, maybe there's there's a Central Park. I'll come to your park and I'll just put up a bunch of a bunch of stakes saying honk if. if you love Jesus today, you can put up whatever you want, dude. I, I support free it's speech. Property. I, don't, Do what you I want. don't think you would if I did it in your hometown. No, I don't care, man. I've uh, I've done protests uh, in my do hometown. Care. You do care, but you're not going to admit it. That, that's the uh, way it is. No, you, you're accusing me of being radio. a liar. You can sit in your ass in the studio and, and spit out what you want on a radio, but no. But when it comes head to head, no, you are not. Tim, no, it, it does offend Tim? you if somebody does something. No, that's close no, to heart. Right, look, Tim, I have no right not to be Tim. That. Tim, I have yeah, no right. Yeah. Can, all right, now we're going to have a conversation, Tim. So I have, okay. uh, I have no right to not be offended. If I'm offended, I'm that's offended my... by signs. I'll tell you, there's signs that offend me. I, I absolutely true. However, Tim, political signs offend right, me. Right, I see, I see Catherine Sweat signs, and I'm like, ah, these stinking communists. No, 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 no you guys are way. You know why you're way off? Let me tell you why you're way off. Because you're a couple of pups. You're way Pups, the fuck off. I mean, you're, I'm sorry. You're right. way the heck off. Are you hold, uh, are you older and, than me, Tim? Uh, way over. How, what, what year were you born? Why, this, is, this is why you're off. What year were you born? It's because you haven't been around, and I realized. Well, well, Tim, Tim's got a lot to say. Tim, you've just made an accusation, and I'd like to uh, uh, this this argumentum antiquium or whatever that, that the, the idea that actually that that doesn't make sense. Uh, the idea that you're older, so what you have to say make, is more valid. How old are you? I've been around forty-eight. You're 48, I'm 40, so the things that I have to say don't matter? Um, are you pushing the draft? No. And what? The, are the you guy, what? The guy, the 26-year-old that was on the radio a short time ago, uh, not not today, two weeks ago, he was he, a free stater. He was down, I mean, really, really downgrading the thought of reestablishing a draft because he would fall in. Actually, you would as well. I wouldn't uh, go, he Tim. Would, he would hey, not Tim, I'm not going to go to your stinking draft, Tim. What are you going to do about it? Well, um, I guess you're not. Well, what, what, what do you want to be? I guess you're not an American. Why don't you just move out of the country? I have an idea. America's about you? freedom, oh. Tim. You're going to force people to serve. You're going to conscript people, and you're talking about you're not an American. Uh, I'm sorry. I I think that it's a right. What's a right? What's a right? A right to say no, right. thank you. Yes, to I agree that that's, that's a right. 
No, right. Ser- serving your country may be a right, but that doesn't mean that you have to do it. Yeah, I think it's serving politicians, Tim, not yeah. serving the country. Going, going and doing what old men tell you what to do. Yeah, and, uh, the, the issue that I have here, the issue that is now constricting my brain is, are you guys, uh, are, you, are you so far left that, that you haven't can't come back? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I'll tell you what, you've got a lot to say. We'll hang on to Tim here in a moment. If you want to stick around, Tim, we're going to bring you back, okay? 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tim's confused. He's angry. He's upset. Uh, more coming up with Tim and your calls. It's Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves. Toll free number 800 259 9231. But when we ask you questions and things like that, we want to talk to you, right? So you don't just, you get to take control in that you bring up whatever you want, uh, but we talk about those things that you bring up. Right? Sure. T- t- Tim, who just called in, yeah. he didn't He's get new screened, to the show. He, he didn't, didn't get, get screened that. out. I can tell you on many major yeah. uh, shows that you would not get the opportunity to just call in and vent about whatever you want to vent about. We weren't talking uh, about activism in central square he calls in about activism in central square he's on bimya within five minutes talking about what he wants to talk about it was a little longer than five minutes but nonetheless okay i wanted to get through a lot of what julia had to say in her uh her email there which there's a little bit more to that by the way and we we need to get back to it but, but we we're just talking about tim right but now tim had something that he brought up and we invited him to stick around we invited yeah. him to hang on uh because you know we don't want to make it seem like uh, he's getting an unfair shake he got a lot he had a lot he wanted to say and uh, i think i think that it, a lot of what the things he's saying a lot of people are feeling and thinking uh and they deserve to be addressed so uh, by the way tonight it's ian here and sean and mark and you can uh, join us at freetalklive.com enjoy the features there uh at uh, freetalklive.com you'll find that they're all for free unlike those other talk show hosts in the business that want to charge you for accessing their websites we give ours away freetalklive.com a major feature on the site allows the listeners to create the content you find something you think is pretty great you submit it to the site and then other listeners vote on whether they like or dislike it and uh, the most most liked will make it to the front page of the site uh, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it freetalklive.com uh, a little earlier in the show we were talking about uh, why the fiat money system disincentivizes people to put money away and invest money and uh, you know to to store wealth one way that you can uh, sort of get around that is uh, using gold or silver as a hedge against inflation. And if you're one of those people who isn't so great at putting money away, you haven't been saving money, I have a system here, and I'm going to give you a telephone number to be able to enable you to do this. Um, go to You can go to gold.freetalklive.com, look at the coins that we have there. I have uh, selected coins that are intended not to be sort of collector coins, but coins that will get gold and silver into your hands. We teamed up with Midas Resources, our syndicate, in order to, uh, to, to bring these to you and if what you should do is you give this number of uh, a call it's 877-857-9938 i'll give it to you again right here at the um, end but uh, tell them that you want to put 20 coins on layaway 
Pick silver, pick gold, whatever's right for you. Silver likely, but uh, it could be some gold coins if you're going to put some quite a bit away. And then on a weekly basis or biweekly, when you get your paycheck, you can uh, put the money towards that, put a certain amount of money towards that. And then when you've paid off the all 20 coins, then you'll get them sent to you. Is All you have to do is call this number, 877-857-9938, and uh, ask for the layaway plan. That's uh, gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so uh, 800-259-9231. Unfortunately, Tim dropped off the line, and since we did invite him... It is a shame. Him, yeah, since we did invite him to stay, normally it's one call per night, but if we, since we invited him to stay on, he's certainly welcome to call back. Maybe there was a cell phone uh, issue or, or something like that. Uh, but uh, I wanted to make sure we addressed his last question uh, as we were going out to break. He said something along the lines of, Aren't you guys just so far left that you can't come back or something like that? Something like that. And Sean, you'd wanted to uh, address that. Well, I I just wanted to point out that everyone in this studio is a former Republican who has since uh, come to the ideas of liberty. I am a Republican. I believe uh, that that the Republican Party is most ripe for the ideas of liberty. Um, I I am not a Republican, and I want nothing to do with it. Well, it's it's just a political party, right? Um, There's two of them Mm -hmm. essentially, and I'm neither. Eh, you can you can do what you want. I yeah, mean, uh, I will. It, it, it doesn't really matter. I just think that mostly, and I certainly don't vote entirely down the the line Republican. I'm not one of those kind of Republicans. But if I've got to pick one or the other, I'd be lying to people if I told them I was something other than that. So uh, are we so far left? This is a common misconception. Some people believe we're so far right. Some people believe we're so far yeah. left. And uh, neither is really true, but both are true uh, in that, like, for instance, I believe in ending the war on drugs. That would typically be seen as a far left. I thing. believe uh, ending all the wars that, I believe that in, we're in. Right? I, yeah. I believe that the draft is Absolutely. immoral slavery. Yes. Um, that sounds like these are all sound like pretty lefty positions, right? Yeah, and absolutely. If uh, if Tim uh, you know thinks that we sound too lefty for him, I believe that there should be no new tax, no taxes. I think that taxes should be at, at the very least minimized and uh, perhaps even done away with. I think that it's possible for organizations called governments can, to to operate th- fashions that wouldn't necessarily be through taxation. Um, maybe more voluntary uh, fashions, whatever. So I. Doesn't that sound like a right paradigm? Well, yeah, on the right paradigm, I support full gun rights uh, yeah. as well, in that uh, people should be able to own whatever kind of uh, implements that they uh, they deem appropriate for themselves. But if you're a nationalist, which is really what Tim sounded like, if it ain't God, it ain't country. If you don't love God and country, then you're just a lefty. Well, mm. that you know, I'm not going to go for that. Um, I'm, I'm Tim, all for your God. You're worshiping your God. But I do believe for most people that their country is their God, that, uh, the, yeah. that the flag is a religious icon and they can't separate the two. I, I, I personally, yeah, I'm, I'm on the far right on gun rights. I, I think we can should be able to privately own nuclear weapons. Well, well if you, set, <laughs> I think if, that's if a you threat. set them off, you've got a real problem. And if you don't store them properly, you've got a real liability issue. Yeah, but. I'm I I don't see how that would work. I think that's a threat. Just the the very owner. You can't you cannot defend yourself with a nuclear weapon. No, you can't. But you can defend others through a contract or something. It's the only way you're going to pay for the upkeep on those things anyway. I think I agree with Mark on this one. I think that saying something like that is is almost like a, a libertarian macho flash. Oh, sure it is. And uh, <laughs> it's it's something that's really going to confuse and and upset uh, people. And I think that... However, the question would be, how do you stop some... In a, a world where people are free, how do you stop them from owning nuclear weapons? How do you stop people from owning nuclear weapons now? 
Well, that's I mean, that's the, the big fear, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> the, the nuclear weapons exist, and they exist thanks to governments who have been, uh, you know, really Johnny on the spot at developing the most destructive implements uh, mankind could ever possibly, uh, you know, f- uh, fathom. Uh, and I think that uh, nuclear weapons are, are a horrible blight uh, against humanity, and anything that we can do to abolish them and get rid of them, I fully support. Um, so would the marketplace somehow figure out a way to to stop that from happening? I hope so. I don't know what it would be, though. I can only see one uh, marketplace used for nuclear weapons, and that really is asteroid mining. And we're just not that far out into space yet. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. So we're not left and we're not right, and this is an understandable confusion that uh, when you hear us talking about one set of issues, you'll think one thing. Uh, if you hear us talking about a different set of issues, you, you'll think another thing. If you're new to the show and you don't really understand the viewpoint of liberty and you're still kind of living in that two paradigm or that uh, that the left-right paradigm uh, perspective, you you have this uh, tendency to want to put someone in on that sp- that's a spectrum, if you will. But I'd, I'd still like to address Tim's sort of, uh, I don't want to see no protests in t- in Town Central Square. Square. Yeah. Now, that doesn't make any sense because historically that's what Central Square is. Central Square is a place for people to go mm-hmm. and uh, talk about their opinions, to be politically to be active. It's those, very visible. Those, uh, uh, you know, He says he's 48, and uh, those those war protesters have likely been there since the late 60s. I mean, as mostly as long as he can remember. Mm-hmm. Maybe not entirely, but I mean, those people have been there, and there have been people who have been protesting in that central square long centuries before Tim uh, was ever even thought of. That's what Central Square is about. And Tim, I'd like to point out that this country was founded by protesters. People that said, nope, had enough with this old system. We're going to try something new. Yep, there's so, a long history of people uh, protesting and demonstrating about their belief systems. Conservatives we'll come, are just people who are stuck in time. We'll come back with more. Or they've got this fantasy about what the way things used to be and how they want to get back to it or something like that. More coming up, and that's not going to happen. It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Uh, joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And enjoy the features there for free. We've got a lot of features, uh, and we give them away. And they include our uh, Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. And if you're a lady listener, you can get involved. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without a lawyer who must know what it takes to win and for people with lawyers that want to minimize legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what should be done. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it's so easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. You get it at Jurisdictionary.com. There's a pull-down menu there where you can uh, select Free Talk Live. Please let them know that you got it from Free Talk Live. As a matter of fact, that goes with all of our uh, advertisers. In this case, it's Jurisdictionary.com. So we're going to continue here uh, with your phone calls at 800-259-9231. Just wanted to address tragedy of the commons real quick because when I asked Tim, uh, the, the earlier caller who doesn't like protesters, any sort of protesters, uh, anybody doing a demonstration with a placard of some sort, 
Uh, I mentioned the tragedy of the commons, and he kind of uh, moved on beyond it. Never really. I asked him if he knew what it was, and he didn't. I don't think he answered that question. Uh, the idea is that on public property, which I don't support the idea of public property, by the way, but the concept exists and it's fairly well ingrained at this point. Uh, the idea would be that everybody owns it, and so no one does. Uh, so because everybody owns it and no one really owns it, nobody's really in control of it. Obviously, the government people have men with guns who can come around and, and do things to uh, to attempt to control it. But in general, uh, pretty much anything goes as far as uh, people with placards, uh, gatherings on public property. And if somebody like Tim doesn't like people being on uh, public property, well, there's really not much he can do about it beyond advocate for the men with guns to come out and uh, flush them all away when they uh, when they show up. That, that much isn't true. Um, I think uh, Varen Swearingen, the president of the Free State Project, uh, had a great uh, letter to the editor here in the Keene Sentinel where he suggested that the town sell Central Square. Then it to- wouldn't be public property. Right, right, but what, that you said, what could you do about it? And one thing that Tim could do is advocate that Central Square would be sold to a, uh, you know, a trust mm-hmm. that would then allow people to opt out of paying for the trust. It would then be optional, and uh, you know, that Central Square would then be uh, supported through a trust rather than sure, from by the sure. town. That'd be great and everything, uh, but come on, let's be real. All right, uh, if uh, it could happen, no, 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 right no, now, no, no, no. Let's say it happens. Let's say it happens. Let's say somebody, a trust or a private individual or whoever group of people buys this central property that tim is so in love with that he thinks should not be besmirched by the vision of uh, any kind of protests going on he doesn't care what the protest is about uh he just doesn't want to see that so let's say that uh, that happens well it's still a fairly centralized location a fairly uh, busy area with various different people downtown for business and other purposes, pleasure and other things like that, uh, there's a good chance people are still going to walk through on this uh, this property not knowing that it's you know privately owned. And a private uh, owner of a piece of land like that may want to leave it open for public access. So oh, it may sure be privately would. owned property, but it may still be accessible by the public, in which case then, uh, is, as long as it's accessible by the public, because it sure would be ugly to put up a big fence around it and uh, you know have some sort of access card or some ludicrous nonsense uh, to get in there. There. So then if you're allowing the public on it, then you have to pretty much, you know, go on the honor system on them, uh, you know, doing what they want there or, or not doing what well, you don't want them to. Or you'll have to pay to have some sort of a guard there at all times in order to make sure that he can uh, shoo the protesters away or, you know, whatever it is that well, uh, I think that the, the cops don't want. could, uh, you know, enforce what the trust wanted in the sense that, you know, in the same way that uh, the no loitering and, you know, the, the in front of a business, business gives a standing order to cops. Look, I don't want people loitering out in front of my mm-hmm. business. You can come and shoo them away anytime you want. They, um, the trust could do the same, and they'd have minimum requirements, and I think that that would be fair. But right, right now, when you, Ian, have to pay for this uh, the central square to be maintained, and Tim does, and everybody in Keene does, then you have a situation where everybody has to pay, but not everybody gets to do what they want, and that's wrong. If you have a situation where people who choose to pay pay, and people who choose not to pay don't, and then they don't get to do what they want. That's right. It's called property. Well, the other thing on, on a trust or something like that is it's going to have to have some source of income. And that source of income is going to have some response to the rules the trust set. If, if the trust sets rules that there can't be demonstrations in Central Square and then can't make money in donations or whatever method they come up with to pay for the upkeep of the park, well, they might have to change that rule or the demonstrators might say, okay, we're going to pay you however much money to be able to protest on this day at this time. Because this is a great protesting place. 
I think it would be interesting to see how that worked out. I, you know, obviously, we're we're all speculating on exactly how things might uh, might play out. But in the meantime, between now and somebody privately owning that park, it's public property, and anybody's going to be there to uh, demonstrate anytime they want to. Much to Tim's chagrin, uh, and to the chagrin of other people, and he was very upset at the idea that uh, activists had chosen the new t- chosen New Hampshire, specifically his area of it here in the Keene area, but chosen all of New Hampshire to move to and. You know, hey, Tim, if that bugs you, there are a lot of other places you could move to with pretty parks and things like that, with more rules and more restrictions, uh, because it's very likely that those activists that you don't like are going to increase in number. And I yeah, know that a lot I, of people I, want I to found believe- it very interesting that Tim said something like, well, screw Lynch, um, or in this case, it's actually Benson that, uh, right, that when welcomed he said the, the governor welcomed people. Yeah, the governor welcomed uh, the Free State Project, and uh, he said, well, 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 screw them. But then he talked about how, uh, how great the government was in its ideas of drafting people and things like that. Mm. How can these same politicians, the politician that welcomed the Free State, uh, State Project, be so mistaken, but the ones that suggest we go around the world killing brown people would appear? to be a very haphazard fashion if you if you actually look at the facts instead of just sort of uh, you know looking through everything through red white and blue uh, goggles then well how how is it i mean how do you how do you reconcile that dumb stuff in your mind 1-800-259-9231 let's go to your phone calls uh, dustin is in pennsylvania you're on free talk live hello dustin dustin pennsylvania yeah. hey there Hey, uh, reference the Tim guy and uh, a couple other things. People like him are what I often refer to in my group of friends is as a, he's a template personality. He's a righteously indignant, and he likes to impart his righteous indignance on other people, even though they tell him that's not what they're really feeling like. He tried to do to both of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if he's really this upset, and I hear him calling all the time, and I hear him, but people like him, or you guys discuss people like him that say, there's all these people in Keene that are upset about the free stairs being there, about all the dis- civil disobedience, but, you know, where are they? You know, I don't see them out on the street. I don't see them, you know, putting up, you know, polls or going out and voicing their, their discontent. No, they don't. Either. They... I, I just don't, I don't hear of it. I don't see it anywhere. Well, you don't, don't, I don't live, well, you don't there, live but, here, but uh, but yeah, they don't uh, come on. I mean, Tim is is a very rare uh, creature in that he actually called up and and spoke to us. Usually, the most harsh critics uh, hide anonymously behind their uh, their computer screens and they don't give real email that, addresses. That, that or, goes along with what I'm saying. They they just make these one line zingers or two and then walk away. Yeah. All they want to do is sit in their chairs. And yell and scream about how things are changing, and they yeah. don't want to change. They're old and stubborn, or young and stubborn, whatever the case may be. That's right. And they just—they don't want to be held accountable because they're so much a part of the collective identity. They—they they don't even understand what personal accountability even is. I don't think they just—they—they—they uh, they, they just make up this we to make them sound sound more powerful. Whereas most of the civil dissidents I've seen in Keene and elsewhere, they're a lot of them are very individualist. They stand in front of police cars, they face the politicians in their own, you know, uh, bat- battle groups in the courts and all that stuff, you know. People like Tim, they don't do any of that. They complain that you guys are trying to change things, and his, as, far, as far as I could hear, the worst complaint was is you didn't, he didn't want you to mess up his pristine uh, grassland area there. Don't fall into his, uh, his, his trap there. Pristine means like a forest untouched. Uh, yeah, pristine... Yeah doesn't mean beautiful necessarily it's interesting. I didn't something know that. that is beautiful can be pr- something that is pristine can be beautiful mm. but it doesn't mean the same thing 
Yeah, I, I get where you're coming a from. A diamond ring is not pristine. A, uh, a beautiful forest is. Right. The, uh, the the park that he's referring to is very touched. There's a lot of yeah. uh, volunteers and things like that. Oh, that yeah, I've there. seen it. Yeah, it's and they, nowhere near pristine. They take care of it. Thanks uh, for the, uh, the, the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And the bad news for people like Tim is more liberty-loving people are coming here, man. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. Uh, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link... Uh, it's still the same old Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer with dozens of categories in which you can shop. It's just that when you enter through that link, Free Talk Live gets a portion of Amazon's profits. So they're rewarding us for sending them the business, basically. If you're going to do the shopping anyway, you might as well enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls, Ken is in New York. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live with the Sean and Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? What's on your mind tonight, Ken? Um, I had Two things. Um, I know you guys are talking about the tragedy of the commons, and uh, I kind of want to interject something on that, but my major point was about the fiat currencies. Sure. So um, I think there are certain aspects that you can't just do private property with. Uh, so something like uh, air or river quality, you can't just say, this is my private property because it currently changes or consistently changes. Uh, well, you could do it with uh, with bodies of water um, and uh, and well, air because it could be polluted, and if someone's polluting it, then you could have some sort of an actionable case against them. Yeah, but pollution to some level. Uh, I mean, you know, somebody yeah. could some some nut could claim that exhaling is uh, you You'd know me exhaling damages. Yeah, me me exhaling carbon dioxide on my property is somehow damaging his property or something like that. But you, you would if you could prove some kind of damages. I think that's the the probably the best uh, arbiter. Yeah, I guess uh, I don't want to really get really into that. Uh, my bigger point was about the currencies anyway. So uh, I want to talk about how inflation actually drives people away from local investment and into large-scale investment. Okay. Um, because the real interest rate is actually negative, you're not actually gaining any – you're losing purchasing power by investing in your local band, banks, which do a majority of the investment into small businesses. And so what you have is people, rather than, rather than just investing in banks in their town, which they would see the gains from local businesses and new businesses growing, they're forced to invest into the stock market. And then you have stock market bubbles that burst, and it creates a bigger case for them to argue we have to bail this out because their own monetary policy forced people into investing that in the first place. Not to mention their, uh, you know, the, the policies, the the regulations that say that, well, you know, your your 401k can invest in this, this, and this, and not that, and you know, they make it very difficult to really invest in anything but mutual funds. Any other thoughts? 
Um, no, that was it. Um, I guess it was just a thought I had, and I didn't think many people had brought it up. I don't know if it's just most people don't think about the real interest rate or... Yeah, I don't really... I can't say I really understand, um, you know, what, what you're saying that that uh, that inflation encourages people to buy stocks as opposed to invest in a like a community so, bank yeah so the the real investment because uh, the, the real because interest the, rate is be, your interest rate minus inflation I'd, because that's what your purchasing power is uh, net afterwards right. yeah yeah, this this is simple, and Ian's um, not it's getting over it. My head. Yeah, really. Uh, the uh, so let me take a shot at it if I could. Um, the stock market yields better numbers than um, than a bank account does, right? Okay, maybe. Um, generally, know. generally that's the case. I mean, the stock market hasn't you get had the some, right stocks. Had right? some I mean, downward uh, periods. No, in general, it, it it it's going up because it has government welfare. Yeah, okay. So as, as a inflated. general rule, the uh, S and P five hundred has gone up ten percent a year for the last forty or fifty years. Right. Gotcha. So if you're looking at uh, a, a bank account, you can't get that at a local level. I um, see. If the government allowed the stock market to have its real level of risk, then it would have a higher level of risk as opposed as to opposed to what it has today, and the reward wouldn't seem quite so rewarding at that mm. point. Okay, so people that. would be more likely to put their money into savings accounts or CDs, probably CDs. Those are the right uh, uh, things in their local Safer businesses, and they may even be inclined to just uh, you know go with local banks because. If if all things are the same, or even a bank's a half a, a per, half a point down from the big bank, some people are going to say, you know what, I want to do business in my local local, local yeah. um, economy. So, if if all okay. things were the same, people would generally use local banks. And he's he's absolutely right that this big federal reserve system we have takes the money out of the hands of uh, working individuals, out of communities, and puts it in the hands of, well, those in power. Gotcha. I appreciate that explanation. Thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. I'm a little slow sometimes with the, the money stuff. Yeah, it's, like, it's not the easiest stuff. Like I'm, I'm pretty good at saving my money and, uh, and not spending a whole bunch yeah, of it. That's about once. where you end. <laughs> yeah. uh, so 800-259-9231. I bought some stocks once uh, when I was younger. I bought a stock and lost all my money. So I was like, ah, what screw What stock this. did you buy? I don't know. Some, lost some stock. all your money? You just picked a stock at like it was a throwing a dart? Yeah. I figured it was like gambling. Uh, well, you did. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, it is. Lost all your money. Did you yeah. go on the, the pink sheets? I don't know what all that is, man. Okay. I opened up some E-Trade account and bought a stock that somebody recommended. And, okay. You know, there, well, by the time somebody went. by the time somebody recommends it to you, it's too all late. the gains have already <laughs> made. So, uh, so yeah, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. We were reading an email. No, actually, it was a post, uh, oh, well. a, uh, a comment over at the Free Keen Forum by a young lady who... I'm going out on a limb here and saying she's a communist. I, I don't know if she would describe herself that way. She might describe herself as a... Anarcho-syndicalist or something like right, that. Right, a, a supporter of participatory economics. Uh, Johnson went and dug this Wikipedia article up because she was talking about how she thought that uh, she wants to build institutions that are participatory and democratic. And we were wondering, well, what does that really... What does that mean? Uh, so according to Wikipedia, participatory economics, often abbreviated PARCON, is an economic system proposed by activist and political theorist Michael Albert and radical economist Robin uh, Hunnell. It uses participatory decision-making as an economic mechanism to guide the production, consumption, and allocation of resources in a given society. The, okay, so everybody gets to vote on what's consumed 
So that means all the ice cream is going to be vanilla. <laughs> Yum. Proposed as an alternative to contemporary capitalist market economies and also an alternative to centrally planned socialism or coordinatorism, it is described as an anarchistic economic vision and could be considered a form of socialism under, as under Parkon, the means of production are owned by the workers. Uh, the underlying values that Parkon seeks to implement are equity, solidarity. Yeah, the means of production under socialism are not owned by the workers. They're owned by the government. Uh, the workers may fancy themselves as uh, part of the government. They're not any more than we are today. The underlying values are equity, solidarity, diversity, workers' self-management, and efficiency. It proposes- I'm for all those things. Yeah, I don't see how you can have efficiency when everyone's voting on what to do. Oh, I'm for all those things. I'm not for the solutions. Yeah. <laughs> well, in a socialist setup like that, how are you even going to figure out what you need to produce? You don't have any price signals. That's uh, Oh, we that's don't worry the- about real economics when we're talking about Kaparkan. Everyone will vote, Sean. Everyone will vote on what they should produce, and everyone will be given what they need. It's a gift economy, so as she uh, described earlier. Yeah, every time this has been tried, it's fallen flat on its face. Just hasn't been done right. They need yeah. the right people. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we need to try it again, only harder this time. Yeah. So, uh, so that anyway, let me get back to her email here. She says, or her uh, blog post. She says the best modern example. Oh, oh, sorry. She goes back to uh, the market economy re- will be replaced with a gift economy based on people's needs instead of trying to sell them useless crap. Rent, private property, not intended for active personal use, usury, etc., etc., uh, would be abolished as well. So they would be abolishing rent. They would be abolishing private property. Uh, they would be abolishing. You know uh, what rent does? It makes it so that people want to b- build more houses. Yeah. I mean, it's just so the I, that's that's the thing. I built my own house. Well, I had some help, but I mean, I I drove nails in myself. I you know I worked on this thing on a daily, on a, at least a weekly basis. If I wasn't out there every day, I was out there yeah. several in times the a week. Winter. I was built in the middle of winter. I built my house. Now with the uh, I might very well choose to build another house, and if I did so, I'd rent one of them out. Mm-hmm. So. Why would I build another house if I wasn't going to be able to rent that Someone house? Someone needs it. Right. Well, that person could go out and build their own damn house then. <laughs> and if they could build their own house, they wouldn't be renting mine. Do you understand how silly this is? <laughs> yeah, it is really... I mean, people call us utopian, right? People call, you know, talk about how we're utopian because... We, we have wanna... solutions. We can talk about real solutions in real life and give examples. We do it every single night. Like I said, I'm throwing down the gauntlet. Please do Kami Talk Live. I would love to call in. Well, uh, we would love to hear from you. I mean, if you well, want call to call in, in here, too, yeah. with, with ideas of communism, because they don't, you know, they, it's they rare won't that we fly. Get, it's rare that we get those calls. We, we've had commies call the show, and it's been an you know, interesting discussion that usually gets fairly uh, intricate and detailed, uh, but it's rare that it occurs. Mm-hmm. 800-259-9231, because the ideas really can't hold up to uh, logic and morality. 1-800-259-9231. Hour 3 is coming up. A little bit more from our commie uh, commenter here in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com
Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. Uh, so enjoy those on us. In fact, the main feature allows you, the listener, to uh, influence some of the things we'll talk about on the air and to share ideas and share stories and uh, news items and videos and things like that with our other listeners. It's an interactive site that allows you to submit uh, a link to something online that you thought was pretty cool, and then our other listeners get to vote on whether or not they agree. And the most voted up will uh, be posted on the front page of the website, meaning more people, including us, are more likely to see it. So head over there, get interactive over at freetalklive.com, and joining you tonight it is ian and sean and mark all right 1-800-259-9231 we've been sharing uh, throughout the show here tonight mo- heavily most uh, in the uh, the first hour but we touched on it a little bit in the on the last one and we haven't quite gotten through it uh, so i wanted to make sure we got through all of uh, julia's thoughts julia is a i don't know how she would describe herself but we've been describing her as a communist and if she would like to describe herself in a different manner i'd love to hear from her. i guess her. she's gonna have to call in and yeah. say that i, I mean would, I, I would love to do that i've got her email address here because she commented on the free keen blog and i get that information. we can't very well continue like a, a you know a, she can't post on there and then we can respond on air and post and that, that just work doesn't work very well um right. it, it is a show about your calls however in the in the case that we find good stuff on the interwebs we share it we will talk about it yeah so uh, and it's rare that we get to to hear from a real serious communist, like somebody that that really believes, as she says here in her uh, in her post over at freekeen dot com, as she says she believes money should be abolished, and we touched on that. Like, okay, we agree that the government's money system is awful, and that definitely needs to be abolished. The government money, the fiat currency that they can just print out of thin air, and they can print as much as they want, and they manipulate all kinds of stuff. That needs to go away. Agree with you that far, but to uh, to a uh, to suggest that money, the concept of having a uh, a medium of exchange, right, a medium of exchange, a go between uh, between people to allow people who have different products and services that they want to, uh, you know, that they're looking to uh, to trade or sell to actually uh, interact with everybody who's in the marketplace instead of just the people that are looking to purchase the kind of product you're offering, uh, and, and they happen to have the kind of product or service you want because that's the barter economy, and you know it's it's good. For something, but money helps that. Money helps uh, grease the wheels, if well, you will. Between- it, it, it really all comes down to force, and force all, all comes down to weapons. So, I mean, this is really the, the, the crux of it, Julia. Wait, you mean when, it, when you abolish money, if somebody else wants to keep using money, you'd have to use force on them, that kind of right, thing? Right, that's the thing. Um, I mean, you know, when, when, you, when you boil these things down to their, their parts, you either need uh, an organization that will do what it is that you wish them to do, in this case, just destroy money and then operate on a system without money, um, and where the workers control it in a democratic fashion and everybody's participatory or whatever, and you have to participate in it, or some people are going to opt out. And those people who opt out, are they able to use a medium of exchange? If enough people opt out, which they will, that's my prediction. Okay, it's only a prediction. You can count on many people opting out, using the medium of exchange, being far more productive than your participatory democratic mumbo-jumbo that's out there, Julia. And the question is, is when do your workers pick up automatic weapons and shoot innocent people who are using a medium of exchange? Because that's what it all comes down to. It all comes down to slaughtering people in cold blood, shooting men, women, and children who have harmed no one. That is what communism and uh, you know your uh, you know participatory economic bullcrap is all about. It won't work unless you kill people that disagree. You nailed it. You're either a murderer or 
you're uh, living in a fantasy world. Yeah, right. You're confused, <laughs> right? Because a lot of the people that uh, would would espouse this particular viewpoint will also espouse a viewpoint of peace. They would agree with us that the war in Afghanistan and the war in Iraq should end, that right. they don't uh, favor if, those if things. If you want to get rid of organizations that use force, that, uh, that that subject the worker to unfair conditions, if you, if you want to get rid of organizations that steal money from the poor, exploit the poor, and then give that money to the rich and the powerful, I'm with you, Julia. What I'm not with you on is creating a new organization that's going to do the same gosh darn thing. So let me continue here. Uh, so she also wants to abolish rent. She wants to abolish private property. But now, uh, I guess to, here's my question. A bit, uh, excuse me. Private property not intended for active personal use. She puts that qualifier on it. Okay. So I guess here's my question for you. Uh, private property not in, uh, intended for active personal use. So she's redefining property. And I guess that we come back to my question of building houses. I built one house on a piece of property that I bought, and I, you know, uh, live in it. What if I built two houses on that same piece of property? And then I decided I want to let somebody live in it. You don't get to decide. voluntarily decided, because I, I opted out of your, your democratic system. I oh, said, okay. I, don't want to, I, want to, I don't want to play. And I, I'm voluntarily exchanging, a, a, you know, goods, services, or whatever for the, somebody living in that house over there. Exactly who's going to take it away from me? The democratic structure, the system. Somebody, probably the renter would would decide that I'm not that they're not going to pay anymore, and then then um, I would be considered a bad person for kicking them out, and that the 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 workers' commune of uh, judges or whatever would say that I I can't kick them out, and so therefore the the house would no longer be mine. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that that just doesn't seem like a system wherein anybody's even going to bother building a house in the first. No, place. No, they're not. I'm not going to do the work. Once, once um, one landlord has his house taken, once several landlords have their houses taken away by people who don't no longer want to pay rent, then they're going to stop building houses. Then the people who aren't paying the rent have to build their own gosh darn houses. Now, according to Julia, <laughs> she says the best modern example, which illustrates a society like uh, she's envisioning, would be Catalonia from 1936 to 1939, where the Spanish labor union succeeded in building this kind of society, and as such, and it lasted three whole years. A change of culture. <laughs> the the probably the best example I can come up with where it failed was uh, the early American colonies, where everybody owned things in common, and for the first two years, they nearly starved to death. Oh, some did. Some, yeah, most of them did. did. Most yeah. of them actually did starve to death. But the ones that survived decided that they um, that they would, you know, do a free market system where everyone could own what it was that they had. Yeah, and then they had a surplus. And then they had a surplus. That's uh, when Thanksgiving came around. Now, if we take the opposite direction and further, this is Julia. She says, if we take the opposite direction and further the system we have now, which is based on greed and the love of material possessions, we will only create more greed and oppression and less solidarity. Uh, well, well I, yeah. I, I, understand. I don't want to further the system we have now. I'd like to make that clear. The system right. we have now sucks. It is based on people in search of power, wielding power over others for their greedy benefit, because I think that uh, greed plus power equals some serious destruction. I think that on its own, greed, while it may be an undesirable trait, uh, is not necessarily damaging if the person who is greedy doesn't have the ability to enforce their greed. Right. So I can be as greedy as I want to. <laughs> I'm going to charge $7,000 per spot on Free Talk Live, and people are going to look at me and they're going to say, 
We don't uh, want your commercials. Yeah, no thanks. That's what a spot is. A spot right. is an advertisement. Thank you for that. The um, industry slang there. Right. So uh, if I decided that I want to sell ads on Free Talk into- Live at $7,000, somebody's going to buy their ads elsewhere. Yeah, right, because they don't have to deal with us. But when you give people uh, guns yeah, and men with guns... If the government and- says everybody has to pay for Free Talk Live to be on the air, and suddenly things would get very expensive to run around here, I can tell you that. Mm. I mean, because yeah. we, would, we would have to have more staff in order to make sure that we ran a better radio show. It'd be done more efficiently we must compensate everybody and and uh, adjust fashion so therefore they must be able to earn a living wage and have a pension and have to, and, and they must be able to have uh, vacations at certain times because it's just that people have vacations at certain times rather than us working our butts off to create something here uh we would have we would have we would have social justice yeah, social justice. Uh, yeah, it would be nice to be paid to be on the radio, but I realize that's not going to happen for I don't know how many years. You're being exploited, Sean. I am. I'm all for it. <laughs> it took me a number of years to get paid to do this radio show. You're anyway, being exploited, too. Apparently, I exploited myself uh, because... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're the man was exploiting capitalist. you. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just a bunch of incongruous mumbo-jumbo. So uh, she says oppression doesn't come from the big evil government taking away your liberty, but also from yes, the economic system and institutions the government, in place. The government is the economic system that's in place. The government creates the currency. The government says that this is legal tender, good for all debts, foreign and whatever, domestic. So more coming up here. 800-259-9231. She has a few more sentences that I will share, and uh, we'll also take your phone calls. You're welcome to share your thoughts with uh, what Julia has to say, or you can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. Maybe you're a communist and you've been outraged at how your viewpoint has been misrepresented uh, throughout this show tonight. We we couldn't possibly be representing it in the proper fashion, right? Uh, I mean, Julia has written in here, and we can't possibly be saying it in the fashion that, um, that, that she would. Sure. There's, sure. there's no way. I mean, and she, she made a, a, a post, and it was kind for all purposes, and I hope that we haven't – she doesn't feel like we've treated her in an unkind fashion. It can be very frustrating because we've had these conversations over and over again. Yeah. I used to be an anarcho-communist. I no longer subscribe to those ideas because I consider them silly and fallacious. They just don't hold up to scrutiny. And we're scrutinizing here. Uh, she posted something over at freekeen.com. Uh, about her viewpoints, and I thought it was worth reading on the air because we rarely get stuff like this. Uh, re- rarely, really hear from uh, from opposition like this on this program. And so I just wanted to share the remaining thoughts that she has here. She says, in other words, unless Free Keen and the Free State Project want to abolish the capitalist system and replace it with one based on workers, self-management, and people's needs, don't expect much liberty to come out of it. Now then, 
to go back to what you said earlier, Mark, it's all about force, right? Yes. In that, but this is her suggestion that that uh, you know something, some workers' paradise is going to come up with uh, with organizations, institutions, as she said them. Which I'm I'm dying to get into institutions. Sean, how, how, how do you like institutions? I'm not a big fan of right. institutions. I, so these institutions that are staffed with uh, or, or filled with workers who are uh, participatory in, in participatory de- democracies and making decisions in that manner. Um, I guess the question is, am I free to leave? If I'm not free to leave, then you don't have liberty, baby. You've got big prisons um, run by inmates, I guess. And... Uh, the, if you can't leave, then if you can leave, then your whole system's going to fall apart in very, very short order. Because right. a, how did you get into this system without using people with uh, automatic weapons pointing them at people who don't have them? Um, and secondly, uh, if I decide to leave and you know I want to do my own thing, I have a, I, I get a little piece of ground and I grow some food on it, and I want to exchange that food with somebody else, and that somebody has something that I don't want, um, and I take a medium of exchange, we'll call that money. Then once I'm, you know, taking this money in and, uh, you know, enriching myself, other people come along, they want to get out of the system. At what point do the workers democratically and participatorily decide to come and annex the property that we have worked for? Because and this is what her much force and right. Uh, this is what her definition is, is her her statement is, is essentially property. I'm going to redefine property. Property isn't something that you buy with stuff you work for. Property is something that you need and use. And somebody always needs something that you're using, which when they they didn't want it, yeah, when they want it. And if they didn't work for it, they don't have the same value for it. If I make something of my own hands and then you decide you need it, say I carve an axe handle and I don't want to lend it to somebody, but somebody needs an axe. They come and take my axe and they use it and they break the axe. What are they going to do to compensate me? Nothing. Carve an axe handle? They didn't want to carve the axe handle in the first place. They wanted to take an axe that didn't belong to them because they're stinking lazy. So, you know, it's interesting, though. I agree with with, uh, some of what she's saying, right? Yeah, oh, I do. What she says is, uh, unless uh, you uh, liberty activists want to abolish the capitalist system, I will stop you there, Julia, and say, yes, I want to abolish the system as it currently stands. You could use the term capitalist to describe the system if you wish. Some people will. Some people don't. I don't like the term capitalism. I think it's been, you know, uh, it's got its connotations. And if if we're defining today as capitalism, then yes, I want to abolish the system as it stands because the system is uh, is exploiting people. She's right about that much. Uh, The system is is terrible. It encourages people to, as we were talking about earlier, the money, the money system, the fiat currency, encourages people to spend their money instead of save it, which is why you have a part of the reason why you have this kind of consumerist uh, culture where everybody just spends whatever the heck it is they earn and they spend uh, beyond what they earn with credit cards and things like that. They get into debt. This system is terrible. The people have the wrong incentives and people are not free to make their own decisions. The, the point at which I disagree with this statement is after that. I don't want to replace it with anything. Yes. I don't want to create a new system. I don't want to have to get 100% of the people or enough people to uh, force 100% of the people into some new utopian ideal. 
the idea is to just let people be free. So then if you want to have some sort of commune where people make democratic decisions about how to live life and what crops to grow and what to do and how to build things and on and on and whatever decisions you want to make, man, go to town. Have fun. Get yourself that land and and bring some people on it and and go at it and prove prove your concept. Build geodesic dome towns together. People can all live in one giant geodesic dome. They can take showers together and God knows what else is that they do or That's lack of showers I'm, I'm not advocating a new system so i don't have a system do you guys have a system that you want to uh you know uh, bring to the world yep what do is that? the system is do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting anybody else there it's a go. simple rule um you know i i i don't know if the entire uh you know free market total freedom system will work but i believe in a system that has uh, that I, i'm for whatever system affords the most liberty to the most people um and uh, you know if that's what we if, if this that what she's talking about doesn't sound that way to me I, I can find all kinds of ways that, and I have this evening, the ways that uh, this doesn't work. Mm. So, you know, maybe it's a, a tiny little republic where people vote on things uh, that have to do with cops, courts, and roads. I don't like the idea of the government controlling those things. I think the government is an inefficient organization that collects power and money to it and uh, and, and in the process dispenses injustice to people who have neither of those. Let's try different things. Let's try that. Let's try the commie right. land. Let's try the, you know, uh, completely anarcho uh, land. Let's, you know, whatever different, different structures, different uh, people, different people interacting, coming together. Together, uh, naturally migrating together, and that's what we're starting to see the beginning of here, right? Is that uh, people who love liberty, just as a general rule, not necessarily all uh, voluntarists or not all minarchists, but as a general rule, they like the idea of more uh, more freedom and less control. They're coming together, and they're beginning to get active. They're beginning to do th- uh, to do things. It's stirring up controversy because anytime you threaten the status quo, there will be controversy. Whether it's the man that doesn't like anybody holding signs down in uh, in the local park, or the people that are offended by civil disobedience, or so on and so forth. Uh, all of this is leading to some change, right? And, and that change is inevitable, despite what people might like, which is to keep everything the way it is for the rest of my life. Julia care. doesn't want that. Well, no, Julia wants change. Yes, she does. But, but, but a lot of people don't. And so there's opposition from all different corners, and people are getting together, but change is going to occur, much to the chagrin of the people that uh, want things to stay as they are. Right. And, uh, and, and migrations over time have been very powerful. Uh, you know, you look at Utah, uh, you look at, uh, at Vermont. Those are two really great examples within our uh, kind of uh, local Sure, people, people understand them. They're, uh, they're, they're close to those ideas. Yeah, you can't deny that the Mormons migrating to Utah have had an Un, you, I mean, it's an undeniable effect. Uh, they have shifted things in a certain direction uh, there. There's I a think, culture that uh, is overarching, I think, in general. I, I think it is. Um, yeah, it is. It's going away to some extent, that culture. Uh, you know, it's it's becoming diluted over time. That may be true. Yeah. But um, simply because they're, it's, it's untenable, you know, their, their ideas. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, over time, information kind of cancels out silly nonsense like Mormonism and things like that. Uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and so you can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. It's Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And enjoy the features there, uh, because we give them away. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. Ours is free, uh, including the archives, by the way. You can get the last week's worth of the show right on the front page of the site. And then when you click into the archives section, it takes you back to 2006, and it's all free. But they're brought to you by HostGator. Yeah, HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Uh, It doesn't matter whether you have a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website that you're looking to build. You can let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. As a matter of fact, their their servers are 130% supplied by Wind Energy. So that uh, that ought to make Julia feel a little better when she listens to the show later. It's hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, so toll-free again, 800-259-9231. Uh, something going on that's a little unusual up here. We just had Meg, who is one of the bloggers over at Freekeen.com. Uh, she came in here during the break, and uh, she came to see you for something, Sean. Uh, she's selling herself. Yes, she is. She is selling off a tattoo to be located A little somewhere. piece of herself. Yeah, just a little piece. She's mm-hmm. not selling the two. whole thing. Two inches by two a, inches. I think it's supposed to be a two inch by two inch tattoo. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's offered to locate that either on her arm, her uh, wrist, her ankle, or her hip. And she's uh, taking auctions over in the uh, Freaking forums. That's right. Uh, she posted a blog post over at freekeen.com about this a couple days ago. There's a video of her kind of introducing uh, the concept and what she wants to get out of it and uh, you know what the rules are, that kind of thing. Uh, so I highly recommend that, uh, that folks go and, and take a look at that. But you came up with kind of a unique uh, idea to, to help promote certain liberty-oriented uh, businesses or not businesses but uh, groups that sort of thing that that you support yeah uh well i was going through the auction uh, after my own personal bid failed out and was uh outbid by several other people i realized that i could do something interesting to help meg out and because the current bidder wanted to put uh, a carti- cartoon mill organ on her i decided i didn't want that to happen to my good friend yeah this is uh this uh, this particular <laughs> sale is uh, rife with all kinds of problems and uh Hey, you know, I, 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 I would say that there's some things that I would rather see on Meg than others. Yep. So I, I, I would prefer to see her not do tattoo any additional tattoos at all, but that's just because I'm a conservative and I think they look fine the way they are. Yeah, I don't want tattoos myself, but uh, Meg's uh, offering to to have one put on her for for money. So and she'll do anything apparently. Yeah, like there's she, no nothing she won't accept. Uh, no clowns, no and clowns. Nothing, that's no, right. no clowns, and nothing that promotes violence. Okay, okay. So I can live with those rules, but uh, I don't have the money to buy a, a really nice tattoo for her on my own. So I've set up some chip ins so that uh, anybody who wants to uh, 
help pay for a tattoo on May can contribute to getting either a Free Talk Live logo, a Free Keen logo, a Free Domain Radio logo, or a Center for Stateless Society logo. So some of Sean's uh, preferred uh, organizations yep. you're looking to, uh, to essentially crowdsource the uh, the tattoo funding for that, May. That's pretty much the way it is. So and if a bunch of people throw in a few bucks, then uh, you might be able to outbid whoever the, the top bidder is. That's the idea here. And the way it's going to work is uh, everybody who wants to contribute can pick whichever organization they want to contribute. So you've set on. up four different chip-ins. four different chip-ins on this so that w- so they now, can compete. How's that? Now, isn't that going to dilute the, t- the total amount that you could be getting? So uh, how's that going to work? Well, the, the, the plan is if one of those organizations is able to place the top bid on its own, mm-hmm. that organization will place the bid. The other three will receive as a donation whatever was raised towards that tattoo, and I oh. will be covering the PayPal fees on all that. Okay, so anybody else, uh, the, the other three organizations will end up actually getting all the money that the people had contributed in the hopes that they would win the tattoo, but they didn't win the tattoo, so as a consolation prize, Stefan Molyneux, for instance, if he didn't win, would get X amount of dollars, whatever X was that was contributed. That's the idea. But what we're doing one other thing is if no one uh, organization can win the bid, we will, I will pool the money. And if that can win a bid, I will put that out there. Otherwise, all four organizations will get their respective funds. I think it's a neat idea. Now, how can people uh, go to help out with this? Uh, anybody who wants to go to do that can go check out. It's the top post over on my own blog, which is at destroytheringalloneword.wordpress.com. Destroytheringalloneword.wordpress.com. all one word, dot wordpress, dot com. Destroy the ring dot wordpress, dot com. It's also been posted to uh, Free Keen under what title? Uh, it's been posted under the title unofficial tattoo funds unofficial tattoo funds so if you want to help this out uh, you want to help baby free talk live or one of those other uh, organizations get uh, a spot on meg i'm also like you guys I'm like oh man i don't know if i want free talk live's logo to be on meg i mean that's i appreciate her idea but if, if she wants to do it i suppose it'd be better to have free talk live there than uh, a penis so many other things yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh destroy the ring dot word that, that WordPress. WordPress.com. Dot com. All right, cool. People can go and help you out with that. How's it going so far? Can you tell us? Uh, so far, I've raised $80, which unfortunately... Is that in total or That's for one? in total. Okay. And that's not enough to place any bids What's because the, the current bidding the current is, bid? is $150 for a picture of Pee Wee Herman. Now, remember... <laughs> now, she well, likes Pee Wee. Like she'd, she'd, she'd go for yes, that. Yes. Uh, she's got the bike. She's got like a bike like yeah. Pee Wee does. Um, so, but okay, but, but important point here. If, for instance, the $150 bidder falls through... You could still, I mean, if you were the second bid, and you're not, I mean, you're not the second yeah. highest bid either, but if you were the second highest bid, uh, there's still a chance that you could win, because if the person, like, you don't know, she doesn't know who these bidders are, they're internet people. That's right. So somebody could, somebody could say, I bid $5,000 for X, and then uh, when the the, clo- the and auction closes. Then she never gets any money, and so she goes to the next bidder. Right, so, uh, so it'll you know, fall back until she actually finds somebody who will send the money, uh, and so on. There's also been some discussion um uh, by Meg that maybe if uh, the bids get high enough instead of taking just one she'll take all four and you and you get your choice as you go down the list which so, spot uh it, yeah it would you, you, you would pick which spot the, right the the, the winning the winning bidder does get to choose the uh, the location yes so it was it was wrist uh, it was wrist ankle. arm um ankle or hip it would seem to me that wrist would be the most visible of uh, of them. Is that what you're looking for? The FTL logo there? No, no. I, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I support uh, putting my logo on Meg. I don't necessarily because <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if Free Talk Live is going to be around forever, and 
I don't know if I'd want to have that on me. But I can't imagine living any other way. She says she doesn't care. So. I, I'm really not any good for work anymore, Ian. I mean, <laughs> we got to keep free. I'm going to be a radio talk show host yeah. for the rest of my life because I don't like working anymore. Well, right. <laughs> where are you guys going to get a job after hosting a show like this? They're going to Google your names and they're not going to hire you. Yeah, I've got all these com- cr- criminal records now, right? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect uh, Free Talk Live could uh, sell its intellectual property at this moment to uh, one of the major syndicates and, uh, and oh, get it for paychecks. That. I think we could. I don't know about We that. haven't made any efforts recently, not much and there have been overture, uh, overture, uh, overtures in the past. There's not much intellectual property, though. I mean, who could they? They'd That's have to get real be libertarians us. to do the show. That would, it, would have to, it would be us. Oh, I see. See, we would not only sell the intellectual property, but us and yeah. our services, and we'd get a, a paycheck on a regular basis. I don't want to do that. I, I don't either. Yeah, because then I, I, we'd be owned by uh, some company, some yeah, corporation. Then you might have to take some reasonable stance on some issues, and you wouldn't be able to get arrested. Yeah, that's no fun. <laughs> yeah, plus you wouldn't be able to bring in uh, co-hosts like me, and I really wouldn't like that. Yeah, they, right. they would be much stricter. They might very well get rid of me because uh, the the sort of uh, the general consensus in the industry is it should be a one show, uh, one host show. I think it's such a bad idea. Yeah, well, yeah, you on a show by yourself? Yeah, that's a bad. idea. I couldn't idea. handle it. I couldn't yeah. handle listening to myself. I I, I want to do the show. Neither I could anybody else worry. <laughs> oh man. Eight hundred You need me here to uh as a as a tempering tempering force. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL C A I toll free line. Speaking of you, Mark, you've got some uh GPS related story that's a little spooky. By the way, speaking of spooky stuff, uh Johnson sent me something this video of this truck, uh the backscatter truck. Have y'all seen this? No. The government people some technical company has come up with a truck that looks like a delivery van, right? It looks like a, it's just a truck, like a box truck. Uh-huh. And in the back of this truck is uh, electronic equipment that basically allows them to x-ray whatever it is they're driving next to. So your home, your car, your place of business, whatever it is this truck is parked or driving by, it can see through. It can Creepy. see a bomb in the back of a car. It can see, you know, drugs. It can see guns. It can, I mean, it is a portable x-ray scanning. It's like, you, it's police state to the max. Intrusiveness or well to the max. And this exists. It's really spooky. Anyway, more coming up. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. There is still time for your phone call if you make it right now. 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. Inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. You like the show, you like the fact that the website is free, then you can promote Free Talk Live. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to get a list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. And what if you found out that the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? 
Well, it's happening, and you can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Mark, uh, if we get a chance, I want to talk about this uh, intrusive GPS tracking technology you're going to tell us about. But first, Doug is on the line on the amp lines in Minnesota. Hello, Doug. Hey, guys. What's going on? What's on your mind tonight? Nice to meet you, Sean. Hello. Just quickly, um, before I go into my thing I called about, um, hey, didn't know if you know Steve Cubby running for city council, South Lake Tahoe, California. Hmm. Oh, that's uh, it's interesting. Steve Cubby, of course, so we've had on the show in the past. Uh, he is one of the more preeminent personalities in the marijuana decriminalization slash medical marijuana uh, movement. He's a medical marijuana user himself and ran for governor of California a number of years ago on the Libertarian Party ticket. I guess he set his sights a little bit lower now, which is probably a good idea because he might actually have a, a you know a snowball's chance in uh, California of. Uh, yeah. Of succeeding here, uh, what do you think his odds are? Well, it's it's pretty good. Now I clarified with him. He used to live in North Lake Tahoe, which is highly Republican. Now he lives in South Lake Tahoe, and it's uh, very pot friendly. And he says the most cannabis friendly city he's been in, which is surprising. Hmm. He used to live in Humboldt, you know. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty good. I think he's on the ballot, and he's done those hoops, and you know he's got the name recognition and. Uh, He's going into a business, which I could talk about later sometime, which is very exciting, too. Yeah, is this business the like the medical uh, cannabis thing that he's working on? Yeah, yeah. Dr. Ruard is involved in it, too. It's really cool. I've, been, I've, I've seen some of his press releases about it, uh, and it's... Yeah. I, I, can you sum up what the product is? Um, yes, I think uh, what can be disclosed... I'm an investor, but what can be disclosed is it is a, a lozenge. and mm, Like a THC uh, lozenge. Yes, he's discovered a certain way to to blend the, the natural plant in a lozenge, and it's a very it's a patented secret, and as is the blend. So, so is this not this is not the synthetic uh, THC? This is actual uh, plant actual material. Actual THC, right? And it's very difficult the way he describes it. To, to it's like combining oil and water because THC is very water soluble and fat soluble, and the other lozenge material is not. So how do you combine these two? And he's found a way of, of suspending the the ingredients, and um, they're going for FDA approval. Dr. Ruart has experience going to the FDA channels, of course, so they're going full bore, and it's kind of a fun thing. Very yeah, cool. Talk to him about it. But anyway, uh, Dr. Laura, no longer on the air, one of my favorite radio show hosts of all time. Really? Um, I have a psychology degree, yes. She uh, does not. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I don't agree with her on many things. And in fact, I've really parted with her in some ways after a failed marriage. And it's like, screw marriage, man. But anyway, um, my, my question to you is, would a homophobe have any homosexual friends? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, you know who Tammy Bruce is? She's the chick from the national, formerly of the National Organization of Women, also a talk show, former talk show host. She's a feminist right. Republican or something. She is now leans that way, and she used to be just a just a just a feminist before before she met Dr. Laura, and now she leans a little bit more liberty leaning, although a Republican a little bit too. Yes, but she's a lesbian, mm-hmm. and they are good friends. Mm. Um, they used to be in the same, you know, they all came from KFI in Los Angeles, as did Stephanie Miller, who is also a friend of Dr. Laura's, who speaks highly of her and says Dr. Laura is not a homophobe. Oh, interesting. What she is, however, is you know she does just has her opinions about uh, about them adopting, of course, and she has her opinions about um, 
whether we teach this or that in public schools, which she's against, by the way. She advises, get your kids out of public schools constantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's hear. one of the reasons that I I was for homeschooling before you know Free Talk Live came along. Um, you know, this was uh, uh, Dr. Laura convinced me on, on a multitude of subjects. So you're saying that she's right. not even uh, intolerant, perhaps, as I had suggested. That she's just perhaps uh, what idealistic. Would be the best word? Uh, I mean, idealistic she, in a in an anti-gay way. You know, right? Because if she's got friends who are gay, and she def- she therefore is obviously tolerant towards those individuals. If she weren't tolerant of uh, of those uh, people, then they wouldn't be her friends. Uh, so, right. so intolerant may not be the that right. That sounds word. hypocritical to me. I mean, if you believe that uh, she the, thinks they're the a mistake, gays, a biological error. Yeah, the the gays are a biological sure. error. Error, and but um, you might say the same thing about about you know, like you're saying, gingers. They're a biological error. You know, that's true. So is so. I don't are, know if so that's true. I, I, I wouldn't presume to be able to claim whether gingers are biological errors or not. Um, I think well, are, are albinos biological errors. I I don't know. Are you going to walk up to an albino and call them a biological error? No, and that's, I think, the point. She had a very bad use of language there. What she could have said is they're amazingly genetically rare and said the same thing. Um, And I think she was expressing some anger about um, the lobbyists who are forcing, you know, who are passing laws to, to, to make sure that tax money goes to gay education in schools. And we know that that's not the real fight. She doesn't because she's a conservative. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I had Dr. Laura on my station. I was a general manager of a radio station in Sarasota, Florida, and I had her on the uh, that station. And then when I even when I went to just the, the general sales manager of that station, um, she was still on there. And you know, I listen to Dr. Laura hours and hours a day for a long time, and I can tell you, she's just kind of mean, dude. I like some of her meanness, actually, because, you know, when it comes to sixteen-year-old women and girls having babies out of wedlock and being on welfare and she yelled at them, right on. You know, I'm okay with that. Doug, we got to let you go, losing your connection, but I thank you for the call tonight. I don't. But uh, yelling at somebody doesn't solve their problem. When yeah. you when you say you shouldn't be doing this, you're a bad person. That doesn't. You, you can't. <laughs> even if you you point out the behavior's bad, if it, the tone that you use is an indictment, you're not going to get anybody to understand. They're just never going to quite get it. And Dr. Laura spends, it seems, a For great deal. For someone who deal, positions herself as trying to help people. Yeah, a great deal of her time sort of berating people. And I just don't think that that's mm-hmm. a good system for to uh, to instruct good behavior. I agree with you completely. I mean, having not, not spent a whole lot of time listening to her, but enough to get that feeling for what her show's like, uh, I definitely have that. She definitely has that talking down to per, uh, somebody it, mentality. And, and I, I, I can totally get my life is different for having li- listened to Dr. Laura. I think she's got a lot of great things to say. About- I'd say Dr. Joy Brown eats her lunch. Um, well, I prefer the I prefer the host, but yeah. that's today. However, you know, many of my ideas about how family structure goes, and uh, you know, is what's working for me is Dr. Laura based. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line doesn't so, change that she's mean sounding to people. Yeah, I think I think Doctor Joy has a much better approach uh, where in how she handles people. I've yeah. never heard her yelling at uh, at folks when yeah, I. But, but, but I mean, not that her, I'm a, a huge listener to either of the programs. I don't think she, she's not nearly as idealistic, and I don't know that she is going to. Uh, you know, she's. 
she's not going to change the world. She's going to change the, the people in it in order to make them fit better into the one we have today. And I feel the one we have today stinks. Dr. Laura feels the same way. You, you understand? So there's a difference there. I wish she had a better system rather than yelling. I like Dr. Laura's kind of uh, her stand in the world more than Dr. Joy's. I like Joy's. I don't know what either of their stands are, so I couldn't tell you. All I hear is people calling with problems and mm-hmm. one of one of them solves them, you know, helps them solve them one way and the other one yells at them. And anybody who calls Dr. Laura with a problem ought to know what they're going to get. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to listen to the show for very long to know what you're going to get when you call Dr. Laura. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Mark, uh, GPS tracking, real quick story. Yeah, we're going to fly through this one. Apparently, the government uh, uh, believes that it has the right to track your every move with your GPS in your car. But government agents can sneak into your property in the middle of the night, put a GPS device in the bottom of your car, and keep track of it everywhere you go. This doesn't violate your Fourth Amendment rights because you don't have any reasonable expectation of privacy in your own driveway. You do, by, I would think, in your own garage, though, don't you? Uh, no reasonable expectation the government isn't tracking your movements. That is the bizarre and scary rule that now applies in California and eight other Western states. The U.S. Circuit Court, Circus Court of Appeals at the Ninth Circuit, which uh, covers the vast jurisdiction, recently decided the government can monitor you in this way virtually any time it wants with no need for a search warrant. It's a dangerous decision and one that, this is according to Time Magazine, one that is uh, the dissenting judges warn could turn America into the sort of totalitarian state imagined by George Orwell, as if it's not on its way. <laughs> it is particularly offensive because the judges added insult to injury with some shocking class bias, the little privacy, uh, little, the little personal okay, so privacy the government can track you. It doesn't say that it's with your GPS device. It's with them planting one on you, and it's all A-OK. We're done. It's been Ian with you. And Sean. And Mark. See you tomorrow. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as 3 bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. Well, and another edition of the Edgington Post is upon us, and um, I have with me uh, a guy I've been interested in talking to for a while. It's the author of Progress, a novel. It's Charles Stample. Charles, are you there? I'm here. Excellent. So um, I read this book, it's been about two weeks now, two weeks ago now, and I plowed through it in probably uh, a couple of days. And what I what I found to be so amazing about the book was the uh, succinct way that you put sort of the ideas of liberty into the uh, protagonist's mouth. And I assume that you edited this book, too. Is that correct? Uh, actually, I had help, help editing. Whoever, whoever did the editing uh, deserves a medal, because uh, this is um, the most convincing and succinct uh, ways. And, uh, it, you know, brevity is so important when you're talking about the eyes of, ideas of liberty, because you, you have people's attention for such a short period of time. And the way the protagonist in this uh, explains the ideas of liberty, I feel are some of the most convincing ways that I've, I've heard them explained up to this point. I'm going to read it again. I found it to be that, uh, that motivating. But I want you to tell me, um, you know, t- t- tell the audience uh, what they can expect to find when they read Progress, a novel. Well, if you can imagine yourself as the son of the most popular president in history who was assassinated when you were three, your, your experiences as a child you know, brought, to you, brought you to individualism, but you weren't really comfortable, you know, challenging the family mythology. So you, you kind of kept your ideas to yourself. And uh, now, now 2007 and your following events, you're feeling that, that um, 
kind of the the world is headed towards a global currency collapse. And at the same time, at the same time, you you find editorial uh, written by a school teacher who it's about it's about why she's leaving the government school system. And you meet this woman, and she turns out to be really kind of the really first iconoclastic woman you've met. And uh, you hit it off, and she encourages you to run run for president. So um, it, it, it's an alternate history of the last three years. I've used real people. You know, I've changed the names. I've used real events, um, even to the extent of actually using the actual weather. <laughs> you know, I found myself trying to figure out who each one of the characters was in real life. Um, you know, I, I feel like I picked some of them and others I, I just didn't know. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was hoping, that's what I was going for. <laughs> you know, some, some characters are, are made up completely, but uh, a lot of them are, are taken from real people. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, you know, there's no, there's no Obama. There's no... Uh, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton isn't really relevant because the Chuck Schumer character has the power in the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think of it the way the way that the scenes came to me as almost as a movie. That's that's the way I thought of it, and I I kind of wrote it as a narrated film, as it's- a narrated. It's written like that. It absolutely yeah. is. It's very fast paced, and that's the style of, of you know the the sort of the new author is is out there writing in this way, and um, you know it's fast paced. You've got sometimes you'll uh, you'll be halfway through a paragraph, and you're like, "What's happening here?" And then by the time you're done, you're, yeah, yeah. you're getting your feet back on underneath you. Well, a lot of people are telling me that it reads that it reads well, and mm-hmm. other people seem to be tripped up by the style because it's so it's it's so new. I'd I'd say yeah. I mean, I think I think uh, I think I make Hemingway look long-winded. <laughs> oh, absolutely, you know, it's it, it's absolutely true. It's kind of it's kind of like being pulled. Uh, you know, you can run at ten miles an hour in the car, uh, and you're you're being pulled behind a car at eleven, and that's just you know that that's what the experience is like. But I'll tell you, it's popular, and uh, I you know it's popular for a reason. I would assume is because people want to consume books in that way, and they get all the information, they get a great story, and they get it in a very short uh, you know book. It, it doesn't you're not you're not dealing with a Terry Goodkind book here where you're going through 500 pages to to get to the story. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring out is is I just want to mention that that it's a love story. Now, Margaret Mitchell was a, a journalist back in the 20s, late 20s. Mm-hmm. And she wanted she wanted to tell the truth about the Civil War. You know, when she was growing up, she heard stories from her grandparents and, you know, everybody in the community. She wanted to give the other side of the victor's history of the Civil War. But she she knew that a nonfiction book would not get a great audience. So what she did is she put it she put it into a, a love story, a, a really kind of original and compelling love story. And that's what I try to do with with progress. Yeah, it's it's absolutely in there. There's a progression of relationship, and I I think that uh, I think some people will connect with that. I you know personally, what I found to be so amazing was this this uh, the protagonist in it. I, I you know I, I felt he came alive at times, especially when he's giving his short uh, speeches on the ideas of liberty. So where did you find um, where where did you find the ideas of liberty? You know, I started started to come to it while I was in college, kind of the same time I was studying English. And I started out as a business major, and uh, I had trouble with the math, so I switched to English. Figured, you know, this is just a broad, just a broad major. And uh, 
you know, about that time. I can't really pinpoint what exactly it was. But uh, what really started the novel was back in 2000, after after um, Harry Brown ran for election that year, and I voted for him. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure. I don't remember what he did, but I think it was like 1% he got in votes. Wasn't much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, you know how 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 are we ever going to get, you know, libertarianism in this country? Yeah. So I came up came up with the idea. Well, what if someone like JFK Jr. was a libertarian? So, and um, I, I, yeah, go on. Uh, finish your thought, and I've got a question. Well, the other part of it, I, I remember I remember reading a quote about that time, maybe a little earlier. Never tell the truth to people who are unworthy of it. Mm-hmm. So I started to think about you know, maybe maybe the maybe the way to do it is not to just not to just you know say what you say what you think. I think anybody anybody who's interested in strategic politics or game theory, I think they'll I think they'll be interested in this novel because I really put a lot of thought in it. And this is it, it took me ten years to finish this novel, just you know developing the idea and researching. And I really put a lot of thought into you know the the political aspects of it. Now, I thought the idea of uh, JFK Jr. was um, it, it, it's, it's I think that, you know, the name will get will garner someone just an incredible amount of votes, maybe 25 percent, 35 percent of the votes just with the name. What um, what made you want to make a libertarian run as a Democrat? I mean, a lot of people would say that that's just extraordinarily unlikely. Well, I, well, I, as I said, I was saying one point in the, the novel I, that. Last election, I, I felt that an independent could take either either party's nomination. I mean, the majority of of voters, you know, well, I don't know about voters, but the majority of the public is not Republican or Democrat. Right. And I, you know, party parties reach reach a point where they're where they're where they're ripe for change. And I think I think both both parties can change in either direction. And you know, watching the watching the Ron Paul campaign, I I kind of felt. It would almost be better if he was running as a Democrat. Yeah, I, I, I can I can see value to it. It's a, it's it's very difficult to uh, to to try to to armchair quarterback it, but I can see what you're saying. I, I you know there's there's been uh, liberty loving individuals here in New Hampshire running as Democrats and. Uh, you know the the first one, Joel Winters. He was the first uh, free stater to be elected to the New Hampshire House. He's still there um, as a Democrat, so he's been outed right. as a free stater. There's no doubt um, in the politicos' minds that that's what he is. Yeah. So he stays in there. It's amazing. <laughs> so, um, anything else you want to say about progress and novel before uh, you know? And, and we of course got to tell people how to get it. And um, uh, anything else? I think I think that covers it. I mean. You could uh, you could search progress and my first name Charles on Amazon. That'll pull it up. Okay. If uh, anyone would like a free PDF of Part One, they could write me at progressanovo at gmail dot com. And uh, also, I want to mention I I started a Facebook page and um, I'm putting pictures that pictures from scenes of the novel. They're actually they're actual images that kind of help me uh, help me get the settings. And I'm putting those up there. I'm also going to put up a a quote from an editor. About about progress and and what she felt I needed to do to get it published by a mainstream publisher, but what I needed to change, which I had no interest in changing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm going to put up you know a lot of interesting content up there, so they could just search, search my name Charles Stampo on Facebook. Okay, and you're. And I, I think I think that's about it. I, I really want to I want to thank you for you know reading the novel and and uh, telling your audience about it. Appreciate the. 
Sure. Everything you said about it. One thing I can't do is, uh, you know, I don't mind advertising things. I won't tell people things that I don't believe. And when I say that that I believe that this is important for people to read, I do. I mean, I absolutely do think that this is uh, this novel, if nothing else, can give you uh, ways that to communicate the ideas of liberty in a fashion that I I happen up to the heretofore seen. So, uh, you know, that in of itself is worth the purchase price as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, on I face- appreciate that. Certainly. On Facebook, will you sort of uh, you know, send me that link to uh, your Facebook page so that I can, uh, you know, I can uh, you know, put it on mine and, and that way people will see it? Oh, sure. Definitely. Great. Uh, Charles Stample, that's S-T-A-M-P-U-L. That's right. Okay. It's uh, Charles Stample, and you can go to Amazon and buy the book. At, uh, it's Charles Stample, Progress a Novel. Thanks for that, Mark. Thank you very much. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.